Hello, everybody. Just ready when you are, mate. Anytime. Yeah, you can just start. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Yes. Totally ready. Yeah. Totally ready. Yeah. So, as you will have heard again, episode 18 of the Playthrough Podcast. You've heard all three of them this time. They're all chiming in tonight. <laughs> Saturday. They're all getting tipsy mm. over there in their various locales. Andy Gilmore. Good evening. Mads Christensen. Good evening. Jim Middleton. Good evening. Racking up a bar tab that I've used He's your got name. The kids on. <laughs> He's got the kids on hand scurrying back and forth to the to the fridge. <laughs> get us a beer. <laughs> no. Are they old enough for that, Jim? Can they do that? Mine do. No, they're in my, bed now. My, my two and a half year old goes and gets me a beer. She she knows she knows which colour of brew dog can I like as well. She always says <laughs> this one here. So I, I like I like the I like the punk IPA. So she always says, "Like a like a blue beer, daddy." I would like a blue beer. Thank you very much. <laughs> Go and get some of daddy squash. Be a love. Yeah. Hopefully nobody in social services listens to this podcast. So I'm already at Lots. that point where I can send them down to the grocers to get some more beer. So. <laughs> Even better, yeah. <laughs> You're almost at the point where they can actually pay for them out of their own money as well. Oh, yeah. You don't even have to buy them anymore. <laughs> well, also, you're almost at the point, Mads, where it'll be coming back half empty as well. Yeah, I know. yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got one almost legally able to drink, haven't you, Mads? Yeah, yeah. Just in a, in a month, really. Two months. Yeah, yeah, two months. There you go. Big birthday on the horizon. Mm, Lots to get into tonight, guys. This was a long old chapter, Act 3 yeah. of Kentucky Route Zero. We'll get to very soon. And it's and it's little interlude before, which we called The Entertainment. Mm. We're going to get to that very shortly. Very quickly, right around. Have you been all right, Mads? Up to anything exciting? Any breaking news? Breaking news? No, I've been on holiday, mate. It's been wonderful um, playing some Half-Life and uh, Kentucky Route Zero. And I've been playing a lot of, well, not a lot of, but five hours at least of Center Gears now for the the RA yeah. Game Club and really yeah. enjoying it so far. So uh, great choice, mate. I'm, I'm really, yeah. I'm hoping I can find enough hours in this next couple of months to actually finish it because it's a long game, but uh, I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying what I've played so far. Good. I'm glad. I was worried because you're always worried when you big these things up. I always do this. You you do get a bit worried, and the the initial reaction on the RA Discord wasn't 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 wouldn't say it was red hot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's there was a few who tried it for a couple of hours and said, "Nah, don't like this. Mm. Too anime. Yeah. Too many random battles." Yeah, look, but it's a. Uh, I actually find the the number of random battles to be quite low compared to Final Fantasy VII in, in the the first five hours that I played. Yeah, okay. I think it does ease you in. I think the encounter rate generally is quite high. Okay. Um, as you get into it, some so maybe dungeons that comes are. Later on. Some dungeons are pretty pretty okay. pretty bad with it actually. Can you switch so, it off? You know, I don't I don't really like uh, random no. battles. So so I whenever I'm moving through the environment and I know random battles will be activated here somewhere i'm kind of kind of like clenching you know i'm, I'm yeah, waiting, yeah, oh, yeah, God, I, I can yeah see yeah, how far i can yeah. get and in this game yeah. i so far feel like i'm getting pretty far before the next mm. random battle starts so mm. so uh, i'm enjoying myself and i like the battle system um i'm not really into the battle system of the gears yet but no. I'm, I'm in very early days on that kind of fight so uh i'm guessing yeah. that'll be better as well yeah. No. No. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> don't think it. It is. That's what a real weak point in the game. And the gear combat is really, okay. really one-dimensional okay. and can be quite dull. Yes, but it's funny because the the other combat is really good. Yeah. I, I like yeah. the skills. I like the the combos. I yeah. Lots lots to love there, but I'm yeah finding it hard to love the gear combat so far. Mm. 
No, it's uh, we'll get into that, of course, yes. at the end of September. <laughs> so join us over on RA for, for, for some of that. If you don't already listen to us, please do. We'll be talking about Xenogears, all 60 hours of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, not a 60-hour podcast, I hope. Um, but <laughs> I suspect it'll go on a little while, like the Final Fantasy VII one did mm. when that comes around in September. Andy Gilmore, you're 40 years old, like me. Yeah, so my passport says. That's good. So it's mm. uh, yes, but in fairness, I've I've accepted it very gracefully. It's uh, the the birthday week came and went. I had literally the best week ever. It was fantastic. Everybody, friends, family, made a huge effort for me. So it was very very. Uh, very, uh, really quite touched by it all, to be honest. It was great. They kind of really drew out the celebrations. I'd said to my wife I wanted 40 days and 40 nights of celebrations. So, um, in fairness, <laughs> she managed to put together a week's worth of celebrations for me. So, I, I don't think I can complain at that. But it was lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, wife and, my wife and I managed to get a, a night away child-free, which was, that would have been enough in itself, to be honest. I would have just been mm-hmm. happy with that. But, um, no, uh, in addition, uh, we had a couple of really nice meals out with the family. Uh, my brother and I got out and played a game of uh, golf for the first time in a long time. I Lovely. thought now that I'm uh, now that I'm forty, these are the sorts of sports that I need to start start embracing. <laughs> so I think squash, squash and oh, golf, no. squash and golf are the sort of the, the the main sports you play when you're over forty. I think, but tiddly um, winks. Yeah, yeah, bridge, bridge. Although I was saying, uh, I was saying to these guys on our. Um, uh, Slack chat that uh, I, I definitely know I'm 40 so there was me I hadn't played golf I used to play a lot when I was younger but I haven't played much at all over the last few years and uh, we went out and it was just idyllic it was just sort of 19 degrees bright blue sunshine um, a really nice course Lovely. just on the outskirts of St Andrews here and uh, we were just taking it it was just my brother and I so we were just really taking our time going around had literally one of the most peaceful and relaxing four hours and sat and had a pint outside the clubhouse afterwards. It was Lovely. just, I, I, if, I, if I could have made that moment last forever, I probably would have done, to be honest. But then, uh, right enough, woke up the next day and uh, went to get out of bed and just sort of felt a creak. And uh, effectively, the whole left-hand side of my head from my, from my ear down to my elbow had, had it all seized up. <laughs> so <laughs> it's literally the most pathetic middle-class and middle-aged injury I've had in my entire life, I think. So um, nice. I've spent the first the, the first week of being forty. I've already been to the physio twice to try and <laughs> to try and get them to ease this off a bit. Which uh, <laughs> thankfully it is it's it's going in the right direction. But um, oh, where's the old man coming in now? Oh, it really is yeah. with his golf and injuries. It's pathetic. So I think. Uh, like my wife was saying to me, maybe you know you should maybe take some sort of preemptive anti anti inflammatories before you go and do before you go and do exercise now. And I was just uh, like I say, I do. I, I I never felt so insulted in my whole life. But I think it was actually probably I, some I quite practical say, advice. I would say, being a GP, you probably ought to listen to her. I really should, I think, and that's maybe where I've been going wrong. I think I was uh, my my pride was telling me that no, no, I can still just you know I can just go and swing a club for four hours, having not done so for the last five years, and it'll be absolutely fine. But uh, no, I think your 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 body's very good at letting you know once you're forty if it if it's not happy with something that you're doing. So uh, I had that. That was absolutely lovely. But uh, again, we were just saying before we started recording here that. As nice as it was, and it literally was one of the best weeks of my life. You definitely sort of, it was nice while it lasted, but then you also quite look forward to just getting back to the the day to day. Life feels like it's on hold a wee bit while you're being yeah, spot rotten and enjoying all the celebrations. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, you definitely wouldn't want to live your life like that every day. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a special occasion. So it was fantastic, yeah. but it's now quite nice just to kind of be back to the the day to day. 
So that was lovely. And then, uh, unfortunately, it was a bit of an anticlimax today. So there is a local sort of fair, uh, a market, I guess, that comes to St Andrews every year. It's called the Lammas Market. I think it always coincides with the sort of the summer harvest. And it's got, it goes back, I guess, I would need to check, to be honest, but I guess well over 100 years. But that mm. was kind of where one of my very earliest memories was um, of playing arcade games was at this market. So like all these fun fair rides come along and everything as well. But the one that I was always interested in was there was a trailer full of arcade cabinets uh, that used to come along <laughs> as well. So uh, I took the kids up today in the hope that the the, sa- the same trailer might be there. But I was absolutely gutted. There was there was no sign of it. It's all been <laughs> replaced with various other sort of, not even arcades, just sort of new yeah. new ways of fleecing Horrible. you for lots of money and mm. <laughs> having very little to show for it. So um, yeah, it runs over four there. days. So. Um, one of the streets, uh, the only only sort of half of it's set up at the moment, and then the next half arrives on Monday and Tuesday. So I will make a point of going back up just in case uh, for old times' sake to go and see what uh, what cabinets they've got. I mean, they used to have hooky copies of just about everything. I seem to remember like it was always, <laughs> you know, the classics: Street Fighter Two, Mortal Kombat Two, Splatterhouse Two. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure I didn't really know much about them at the time. But I'm sure you would have found some cabinets that had metal slug on them and the likes. Um, yeah. mm. I always remember there was yeah. an original MVS, MVS cabs were quite common, weren't they? Yeah, I always remember there was an original hard driving cabinet and stuff like this. Mm. So there was some good stuff. So I'd love just for yeah. as much for nostalgia's sake as anything else, be able to find that again. But I, they're probably long gone. I mean, that's you're going no, back yeah. to the sort of mid 90s for that mid to late night yeah yeah not even the late 90s mid 90s so the chances of them still being around i think are probably pretty if you find any classic games take some snaps because they are like hen's teeth now i will for Mm. sure i will definitely that was partly why i wanted to go up and have a look was just really to try and get a few a few photos off Mm. them um so yeah that's it that's kind of um that's my sort of last fortnight in a in a nutshell it's primarily been taken up with all the the birthday celebrations but uh a, a, a lovely time was had so has, has Ellen been partaking in the celebrations? Or he, uh, he must have he must have got a better offer. He was um, he's officially dead. Don't you ever say that. Never say that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Alan <Rich>. never did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the um, no, it's still to be seen. Um, so I would like to think that uh, that he just got a better offer um, mm. on the week of my fortieth and decided that uh, decided not to attend, but. I have no idea where he is these days. Um, He'll be back. He'll be back for the Last of Us Part Two. Yes. yes. Well, also I think like <laughs> you know it's probably it's the summer. There's lots of tourists in town. It's probably pretty rich pickings. But uh, you know they'll <laughs> they'll they'll soon uh, they'll soon forget about him and he'll come he'll come back with his little feathers between his legs and uh, you know he'll be he'll he'll be relying on me for his food again. So I'm sure he'll be back. Jim, have you just dropped your choice for season three there? Suddenly. <laughs> uh, spoilers. <laughs> no, no, no. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> oh, he's keeping it cagey. <laughs> it's coming Any around breaking quick, news, Phil? Jimmy? It is coming around quick. Um, I had a week off, no holiday. Um, I was looking at where the kids were on holiday, so I was looking after them. Uh, and I was vacation. Yeah, yeah. We're going on holiday, but not for a couple of weeks yet. But yeah, so yeah, I was looking after them for a week. Um, yeah, I was ready to go back to work after that. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I did for a break. I um, I got I, in exchange. I got a got a day's fishing in. 
um, after after a week's, yeah. week's chart. I saw the photo. Like, it looked like a successful yeah. trip as well. Amazing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Really good. Like you, you caught a big one, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. And the occasional fish as well. And the occasional <laughs> fish. <laughs> what yeah, does that yeah. qualify as a lunker? A lunker? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say so. They go up to 30 and, well, scrape a 30 at the right time of year in that lake. And it was a 20. So, yeah, I'd pass um, it as a lunker. I had to, the reason I asked it, I had to Google that the other day because I, I only knew that term from, um, which was a Zelda o- on Ocarina the Game Boy. Yeah. Oh, it, um, it, so it was originally on the Game Boy, I think. That was where I first saw Link's the fishing Awakening. game. Link's Awakening, yes. So you can go, you've got a little fishing mini game on that. And other than the actual whatever this of the that very rare fish was that you could catch um the next one down from that was a lunker and uh <laughs> so it would say like he would catch one and say wow you've caught a lunker <laughs> and uh this is going off on a bit of a tangent but my two and a half year old uh, has been potty training recently and uh my wife was trying to find um a socially acceptable word to use for a number two um, so yeah, lunker. so yeah, I, I started, like, yeah, us- I started using I started using lunker, and uh, <laughs> still a lunker. <laughs> nothing amusing. What she'll come running back through to the living room, having beer ball by herself. Daddy, I've just done a lunker, and uh, <laughs> brilliant. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure she's using this term down in nursery as well. So um, I'm very very proud of her. But uh, I think for those in the know, they would know what it is that she's referring to. But I think that one gets lost on a lot of people. Yeah, you you have checked Urban Dictionary to make sure it has no other horrible meanings, haven't you? <laughs> before he goes, before he goes announcing it at nursery, <laughs> I haven't. No, although when I googled it, it did. That was when I realised it was referring specifically to uh, an actual. It, as you say, that there's there's a weight of fish that it refers to. Is there? No. No. Not that I know of. <laughs> no, no this a, is just a term I, made up just, by Shigeru Miyamoto, yeah, wasn't it? So, no, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a fishing term, apparently. And oh, it, is it? it does, I've never yes. heard of that. Yeah, so it does refer to us. Yeah, I thought it was a, I think there's, a game I don't know if term. No, that is exactly what I thought as well. And I googled it, as you say, Chris, just to double, double sure that, uh, again, I wasn't going to get a call from social services. And um, <laughs> oh, there we no, Stuff you learn from games. I, I've Indeed. learned something from Act 3 of uh, Kentucky, which we'll probably come on to, I imagine, at some stage. So, yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah. But, but, yeah, other than, other than, uh, other than Lunkers, um, yeah. wait till she comes back to you, Andy, and says... I've caught. I've just had a Hylian lunch <laughs> without you telling her. Then you'll know she's playing the Hylian <laughs> <Hylian> lunch. <laughs> but other than that, nice. um, I played a bit of Resident Evil Three, so I was trying to get that for the remake. I was trying to get that finished by the weekend. So as we're recording this now, but I, I got distracted and lost a couple of nights to, to Destiny Two, didn't I? So that's not quite gone to plan. I've just. Why have you jumped? Why did you jump onto that one? Out of just out of curiosity, when you there's others obviously before that. So I'd already How played you... the Resi Two remake. Oh, have and you? And the Resi, right, uh, the Resi One remake back in the day when it was on the GameCube. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the only one that I hadn't out of the old games that I hadn't played was Resi Three. So I wanted to play that before I play Resi Seven. We mm. played Resi Six, didn't we? And I'd already played four and five back in the day as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I went back and, and went and played through Resi 3. I'm enjoying it now. It took a while to get its hooks in, uh, but, mm. but I'm enjoying it now. I, there was a puzzle there that didn't have to get me stuck. It's, I mean, you've played it before, haven't you? It was the one where you have Pedro to G, yeah. you plot the subway train route. I can't remember doing that on the original. Oh, can you not? 
Okay, maybe it's been added. For and it was only a couple of years ago I played it. So I don't think that puzzle's in the original. Oh, okay. So yeah, you you get power back in the subway, and then you yeah. plot the route for the train, and then run back to to Carlos, and then it's just, oh, it's just yeah. before your your first nemesis fight. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't think that's in the original. Okay, but in fact, Resi Resi Three is notable actually the original for a real lack of puzzles. Oh, okay. There seems to be quite a few in this. Like there was, mm. um, there was a standard sort of. There was a, like a, a clock, and you have to find three gems. Yeah, and each gem gives you like a little one's uh, one's a weapon power up, one's a storage power up, and I can't remember what the other one is. That's in the first yeah. part. But no, I'm enjoying it now, and I did. I, I took a leaf out of Andy's book, then I? So I think the reason I wasn't enjoying it so much, I just kept dying constantly. I was yeah. worried about ammo, you know what Resi's like. I was worried about conserving yeah. ammo, so I yeah. was trying to get through it with a knife. I was just dying constantly and not yeah. enjoying it, so I knocked it down to the easiest. The it came up, it came up actually, and asked, said, "Do you want? Do you want to try assistant assist mode?" It's like, yeah, go on then. Yeah, I will. That's my boy, Jim. I'm proud of you. (laughs) Yeah, it gave me an auto rifle. Um, And then since then, I don't think I've died once and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So for our listeners, I'd just like to clarify that Chris is now more than 40 years old. So when he says, I don't remember that X was in Y, it just means I forgot (laughs) that X was in Y. There was a time when I knew The only memory here you can actually trust is Jim's, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you about what I've been up to, but I've forgotten. <laughs> Is it, you've, yeah, you've just been laying on a beach listening to the playthrough back catalogue, haven't you? That's exactly what. It, yeah, I've been on holiday to the Isle of Wight actually, which is really nice. Um, but with, with children, so it's a yeah, it's only so relaxing that it possibly can be. But it was a lovely, lovely, nice family holiday. Always nice to have a break. No matter where it is, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was very nice. I took my PS One to play some Zeno Gears, which I did. Played a lot of Zeno Gears and took the PS Five. Obviously, <laughs> I kind of take this box full of goodies. I think I had a Switch in there, a PS One, my OSSC, because so I could get my <laughs> PS One on the HD TV. The PS Five, of course, because my little boy needs that for FIFA. So <laughs> my wife, my wife, kind of says, well, "I opened this box. It's basically got." my games room in it she's like do you really need to bring all of that <laughs> yes i've only, yes, I've only bought the portable stuff yeah it's when you, you i did stop short of taking the crt although i did contemplate <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a little excessive to take a portable tv mm-hmm. so i did manage to get the ps1 running with the ossc really nice actually I, I, I to first i haven't really used the ossc much mm. because I, I have got the crt yeah. And I haven't captured a lot of stuff. But I actually was really impressed with the way the PS1 looked on the... on the. Um, they've got one of these Ultra HD and the holiday costumes we stayed in. They had like a brand new Ultra HD Samsung TV on, yeah. as the main TV. And actually, I was expecting the PS1 to look pretty horrific. Mm. Yeah. No, it was, did you use a, the RGB SCAR out as well, did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so kind of scart into the OSSC yeah, and then HD out. And the OSSC uh, only does RGB scart, so yeah, there's no composite yeah. or anything like that. No, no. Yeah. Oh, it takes um, it takes component. It takes component. Oh, yeah, yeah it takes. Um, does it take um, um, VGA mats? Yeah, it does, but it does, yeah. but it's uh, quite flaky what it actually supports. Yeah. Yeah. But they're a good bit of kit, aren't they? Did you do you, without yeah, going too sweet. far into it? Did you really try nice. the scan lines and because it's got variable yeah, scan lines, hasn't it? And pl- I, played yeah, around I, it. I think they're, a they're little really bit. Good. I'm, I must. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm. I think I'm actually coming around to. 
thinking that I'm not a huge fan of uh, any kind of retro filter. No, mm. me neither. I'm I, I'm really struggling with them. I kind of switch it on, thinking, oh yeah, this is the way I should play it, and then I think, oh, look, and I think, no, I actually don't like it, and to end up, I end up turning it off. Yeah, uh, I, and I've done that with playing Mega Man on the Switch. I did that and ended up turning it off. I prefer. I actually. Th- think I'm starting to prefer a, a, just a clean image. Is that yeah. on bigger screens that you're playing it, Chris, or is that... Yeah, this, so this was a pretty big kind of 42-inch... Yeah, you know, and just in general, TV. when you when you decide that you don't like the scan lines, is that on a, is that on a bigger screen, or...? No, just generally. Okay. On handheld switch, I kind of turn it off. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that was lo- lovely, you know, and had a lovely birthday as well, and you guys were very generous and got some amazing stuff. I'll go into more on that, on the RA stuff, because a lot of it is is retro-focused. I'm having a very retro time at the moment, other than um, cracking on with Resi 7, which I'm actually not loving. No? Uh, I, and I think it's partly because I keep dying a lot as well. Resi 7, I'm, is that maybe... the new one? The one that's called The Village? or No, okay. that's, that's 8. eight. Oh, that's 8, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So this is one that's about four years old. Okay. Yeah, I don't love it actually, which which is a shame. It it's good, uh, you know. It's I enjoy the atmosphere, but I feel like I'm just dying a lot. Knock it down. I'm knock it down. A difficulty. Like, you know what to do, Chris. What I need to do. There's no judgment yeah. here. <laughs> no, that'd be easy, Chris. Mm. <laughs> um, but other than that, I'm having a very retro time of it at the moment, which is which is good. We've got some good things coming up. Planned on, on RA, looking to do an Evercade episode with, with our listener Deadlock, who's also the guy who very wonderfully maintains our website. Yeah. We keep saying that we're going to learn how to do it ourselves, but we're almost a year in. We haven't. He so does too good a job, that's a problem. Mm. <laughs> he does. So hopefully, I'm trying to convince him to pluck up the courage to come and do an episode on the Evercade with me, because he is Mr. Evercade, evercade.info. And they've got some other, I won't announce them here and now, because that would be the wrong thing to do, of course. But I've uh, got some pretty exciting things coming up on, on RA over the next couple of months. Brilliant. Which uh, may even get you two guys on, talking about Monkey Island at some point, if you'd <laughs> like that. Yeah, there was some chat about that. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely love to. Monkey Island newbies. Anyway, look, loads to talk about Kentucky Route Zero wise. Oh dear, too much. So let's let's get into that. What I'm going to do here, guys, I'm going to try and move us on at a bit of a quicker clip because I counted eleven. Or twelve, scene fourteen in my notes was the final one. Yeah, I got up to thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, there is there is a hell of a lot to talk about. So I am going to try and move us on yeah, at a bit I of a pace 13, here. Yeah. Um, so so do do feel free to shout if there is anything that you want to talk about in any of the scenes or anything that you think I'm foolishly skipping yeah. over. But it is a long one. I reckon it took me about five or six hours. Wow, okay. to get through wow. the interlude. I remember I'm taking copious notes as well. Yeah, of okay. course, yeah, yeah. I think I spent probably three hours, three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I think I was about the same. Maybe like yeah, an hour for the, the for the interlude and then a couple of mm. hours for the main sort of chapter. Yeah. So I thought it was long That's compared to the other the other arts. Definitely, definitely the longest. Yeah. And yes, yeah. I played this one slightly yeah. differently because I played the interlude and then I started taking notes on the episode. And as you say, Maz, it just felt like it was... Started, you, you got the impression it was going to be a slightly longer episode and I think maybe yeah. one of the guys in Discord had said as much as well so I kind of did what you sometimes recommend and just ignored the notes and just played it right the way through and even then it was still probably a good I think I must have played it I, I sat down and played it about two and a half hours continuously so it's it, it was a, a fairly long episode 
Yeah. So I've spoken yeah, the, uh, a, a bit so with Chris far. about this, but I'm actually happy that I'm not in charge of this game because I'm playing it without taking any notes at all, and that's yeah, how you need to experience to this game, really. I mean, I think you might I be don't, right. Don't, don't stop and yeah. think for too long. Just let it yeah. wash over you. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. an experience yeah. more than anything, right? Yeah, that, and that is the way to play this. I, I feel like I'm having a lesser experience with it because I'm having to stop and take them because that's important. You know, we're going to do this. We commit to it. Mm. We're going to do it properly. We don't want to, we don't want to scare over anything. We want to try and capture the key details. I mean, obviously with a game like this, I mean, what is a key detail and what isn't is probably yeah. your mileage hard is going to vary on <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Um, I, I've, I've picked out things that stuck out to me, were notable to me. But again, you guys might have different, different stuff. Um, th- this, this act felt different to me. I don't know about you guys. And it, it, it was, 6th of May 2014, it came out. That was almost a year to the day Act 2 came out in May 31st, May 2013. Remember, this this was a game that was due to have been fully released, all five acts, by the end of 2013. Mm. So by the time we get to Act 3, or when it gets worse, but by the time we get to Act 3, there had been a you know, pretty considerable delay here. Yeah. Uh, a year, almost, between acts so this act more apologi- than any of the others were very focused right it, it had a, a common theme it had one theme it, it worked towards so two themes really yeah and, and it, yeah. it's it's much more structured than any of the others i think which, so. which yeah. really made me enjoy it a lot more i mean i, I love sure. this act it's been the, the best part of the yeah. game for me so far oh that's really interesting i was the opposite this has been the one that i enjoyed the least Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of lost my way a wee bit on this one compared to the first two. I really enjoyed the first two. Yeah. So why do you think that, Andy? Because I, I mean, I agree with Mads. I mean, this, I think this probably could have stood on its own, maybe yeah, with a little bit almost. of tweaking. Mm. It probably could have stood on its own as a self-contained game. I think. Yeah. So interesting. Have you got any overall thoughts before we dive into the detail as to why you didn't enjoy it as much as the others? I think. I felt that maybe some of my reservations with the game were really amplified in this episode where maybe some of the the vagueness, some of the abstract language, um, some of the... It was a slightly longer episode as well where... Yeah. I don't know. It, I, I just thought it was quite telling that I normally make a point of really sitting and taking notes and I got to a point where I thought I can't actually... I might not see the end of the act if I keep doing this so um, I thought I'll just for better or worse I'll just put the notebook away and just play it as is um, yeah I think there was there was a couple of like real highlights within it and we'll cover those in due course in much the same way as there was in episodes one and two but um, yeah I, I think maybe this for me was almost it's funny because you get the same with with every game there's a sticking point you get to within it and this for me was almost it felt almost similar to the one where uh, I started to come unstuck in Disco Elysium and mm. it just felt like I just felt like I was grinding my way through this a wee bit um, there was parts mm. about the first and second episode that I liked and I think because they were quite short episodes um, yeah, it maybe gave me a, 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 a slightly false impression as to how much I was enjoying the game possibly interesting um, whereas I think because this one focuses more maybe on some of the themes that are in the first and second episode and those are themes that were maybe less to my liking that I, I didn't really I just didn't really I didn't really feel like I was kind of keeping pace with with this episode hmm 
Okay, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, to be honest, I think sometimes, I, and I wondered when I was playing this, whether, I mean, the references are obvious to those who understand the references, right? Yeah. I mean, if you've if you've never played Colossal Cave Adventure, lots of these references, lots of the aha, ah kind yeah. of reference moments uh, you uh, and you're just going to miss completely. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I know there's, oh, there's yeah. a huge amount. I know you know. I said this back at the start, and I hold my hands up and see the exact same now. Is that there's a huge amount of this that is sailing straight over my head, not from an intellectual point of view, but just from uh, yeah, a, a reference kind of. Thing. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's, a, there's, a, same, there's yeah. a there's a lot of it that's lost in me, and so I can totally see why. If a lot of these things are landing with you, you it probably actually really is quite a special moment when it does. But if you don't have that prior knowledge, then a lot it, it's it's almost meaningless. Maybe um, some yeah. of those bigger yeah. moments are just they fall flat with me. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm, yeah. I'm the same no, I as get well. It. I get it. And, but I I kind of felt like, and I was that was frustrating me that I was missing so much. I felt yeah. like I was missing so much of these, yeah. like these references, and and was straight into it with with the with the interlude. There was references, and that's I started googling stuff, and but I find I felt like by the end of the chapter, I felt like I got a bit of a payoff with the, where the story mm. looked like it was going. Yeah, and so yeah, with the distillery. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm obviously really, really kind of very motivated to play episodes four and five to see where we go with it. Definitely. Um, but just at this point, this is kind of ugh, there's always a there's always a sticking point in every game, and this this for me feels like it's my sticking point. Yeah, interesting. Same. I felt the story was less actually less abstract in this episode. There was a an, a clear narrative thread yeah. throughout the whole thing, which you know in Acts one and two, I can't I don't think I can really say that. I think we were trying to piece together what the story is. I still think we are. We, you know, we can do that to our hearts contenting and I don't think we'll, we'll get the answers, to be honest. But I do think there is a story which we can talk about here. There is a story which runs through. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, no, 100% agree with that. Is that, like, say, there's the story part there, but I think it's more just the kind of, the more time you spend in this universe, the more you kind of realise that there is, there's never probably going to be a point on it that feels particularly grounded. And yeah. um, I was maybe looking for that and it's not going to happen, I don't think, in this game. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So the yeah. narrative of this act was: let, let's just get into the theme immediately and see if we if we agree on what this was all about. I mean, for me, this act was about the uh, death or endings, and yeah. it was almost also about the uh, depth, of course, because yeah. that's a yep. huge part of the that, that's the yeah the obvious theme here. But it's, it's more about death and endings, really. Yeah, yeah. things coming to an end. Yeah. And, and probably how one leads into the other because yes. there's a lot of the consequences of financial hardship are explored here in pretty uh, pr- 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 some. You know, I wouldn't. It's not on the nose by any stretch, but it's fairly obvious that's what the commentary here is one of. You know how capitalism and the effects of capitalism on those less fortunate can be can be felt, and you see that I think mm. right from the start of the entertainment, yes. uh, right through to the end and the scene in the distillery. Mm. Which which we'll we'll get to. Mm-hmm. The entertainment then, the interlude which precedes Act Three, probably my favourite bit of the whole of the Kentucky Route Zero series so far, including Act Three. Uh, just to set it up, we we are playing from a an unknown first person perspective, sat in 
what we come to realise is the lower depths, which we have mentioned on previous previous episodes, is that is the bar along the uh, interstate, uh, the I sixty five. We've been there. We could only explore outside so far, but we do see the insides both in the interlude here and in the main act. Uh, there are Jim. Did did you twig straight away that it it looked like it was a play? No, not at all. Okay. No, did you? Yeah. Well, when I start, when I scanned around, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it took me about five minutes oh, before okay, I cool. fully looked around, and I noticed there was an audience, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you and, know what? Were you able yeah. to do that? So if you just basically panned left or right. Yeah, yeah, you, you can scan straight, straight away, from the, yeah. right from the start. Yeah, see, I, yeah. I'm the same. I sat and followed this conversation for the longest time, just went sort of dialogue tennis between the two of them, back and forward, back and forwards. And it took me a, yeah. a long time before I thought, I'll just try and have a look around and look, look a bit around. further, see what else is in this room. And as you say that, yeah, so it's interesting that you could, I guess you could probably get right the way to the end of the act, could you? Yeah, yeah, you you, you could because you do nothing. In this interlude, absolutely nothing other than sit and observe. You are a silent part. Now, are you a participant? You're actually still kind of a participant because you're moving the narrative along. If you're not looking in the right direction, the the narrative will will go to a standstill. Yeah. So so you need to put your focus in the right direction and the story just unfolds. Yeah, yeah, and they do refer to you. They call. Do do they call you a bar rat? Yeah, bar rat. Yeah, Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bar fly. Bar fly, bar fly in the corner. Yeah. You've got no money because at some point he stress. You're stressing. You, you get a bit of not dialogue, but you get a bit of internal monologue, don't you, of the bar fly because he realizes he he can't pay. I sh- I'm using he. I'm assuming a he. So forgive me if it. it I don't think it's explicit as to whether you're a, a he or a she. But uh, at one point he's stressing as to whether he can afford to pay for another drink or whether he should make a break. Yeah. for the door because like. Everybody in this act, including the barman, who's given away free drinks to everybody. Nobody has any <laughs> money. <brilliant>. And <laughs> given away nobody. so many free drinks, he can't afford to run the pub anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nobody pays for anything. Mm. It's my kind of bar. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, well, if you, if you it, want to get sold to... I was going to say, it all comes home to roost eventually, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. The only person that's so, paying for their drinks is Pearl, I think, isn't it? Mm. And she's. And paying. I don't think even Pearl's paying for it, is she? I mean, she's got a tab as well, hasn't she? And yeah, yeah. But the drinks of her parents, That's it, yeah. who she calls the parasites, mm. are going on to going on to her tab. But yeah, I mean, there is loads of commentary here. We won't talk about it all, but there's loads of commentary about uh, debts and about inability to pay and all of the stuff that we've been exploring in in Acts One and Two. But you, for 45 or 50 minutes, you do nothing other than really, yeah, you direct the dialogue. You have to be looking in the right place for dialogue to continue. Plays out like a play. You know, lights come up in one area. They go down on another. Uh, if you look up to the top of the scene, you get some stage directions as well. I don't know if you guys ever did that. It'll say, like, you know, scene, morning, Pearl and the barman. No. no uh, I was just left and right. Yeah, me too. Yeah. There are critics in the audience, which if you look at yeah. certain audience members, you'll see... And they the, give you the, a little review, the, don't they? Right in their review. Yeah, 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 which, yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> which, which is very cool. The, the, um, they're waiting for Junebug, 
which which leads into the narrative one of the narrative threads in in the actual act as well. They're waiting for Junebug, this performer, Junebug and Johnny, uh, a p- performance. They're all waiting, you know. Like I'm sure we've all been to pubs like this in the past. I know, I know, I certainly have. Where you know people rock up, they pay next to nothing for a drink, and then they'll sit there all day nursing their one drink, waiting for the entertainment. You know, I want to listen to the entertainment, the free entertainment. You know that people feel entitled to to uh to receive she she's very late um and, and it's they're waiting for june bug the whole time that we are we are in in the entertainment and then the big re- revelation at the end is that he has sold the debt so he's he's bundled this debt and he's the the barman what's the barman's name can anyone does anybody know the barman's name harry. on the top of their head sorry matt harry Harry, sorry, Jim. Yeah, yeah, it's Harry. Because I, I was thinking, oh, disco. <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's the only Harry, yes. Harry in the world, isn't it? You know? <laughs> so Harry's been lying about the fact he's been on holiday as well. He's trying to be all yeah. uh, Billy Big Balls about the fact he's been. He clearly hasn't. And Pearl at the bar is giving him all kinds of grief. Which is really funny about this holiday, and he keeps making these mistakes, doesn't he? I was at, I was on a beach, uh, I was by the side of a pool, and she keeps pulling him up. Yeah, I was yeah. Just, I was say, she doesn't let it, it go. It's Evelyn good. That's pulling yeah. him up. Oh, is it Evelyn? Yeah, Pearl's yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, mm. the, the girl, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. So e- Evelyn is uh, teasing him about the. It's very obvious that he's yeah. also. Uh, suffering from hard times. He's so Evelyn is a funny anyway. character. She's sitting there really wanting her husband to be having an affair. That's, that's yeah. what all of her dialogue is about. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. starts out that we think that she probably thinks her husband is having an affair, but really she just wants him to have an affair because then she'd have a reason to to just leave him. So, yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's just out on the road, isn't he, working Yeah, yeah he's just yeah. a salesperson. Out, he's yeah. selling hammers, is that it? Something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, she I, works in the shop, doesn't yeah. she? Selling yeah. selling these hammers as well. Yeah, that's right. I thought all her dialogue was great. Actually, I, yeah. I, I really liked her. I thought she was a great character. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I, superb. I, I love it's this. It's superb. This. I, I really enjoyed this. But I could have sat there for a lot longer. I mean, this I sat in, in one go and just played through this, and well, I say played, observed, and directed. It does feel like you're almost directing mm. this this scene. It's it's it, I thought it was brilliant, and then right at the end, you know, he he says that they all need to leave because he's sold their debt to the Hard Times Whiskey Company, um, and he doesn't know what's going to happen next because they no longer owe, owe him the money. Uh, it'll be Hard Times Whiskey Company that yeah. are going to be calling for repayment of the debts. But if and, anything uh, in in Kentucky Route Zero has been highbrow this is it i mean this is this is this is something you need to play in one sitting there there's don't sure. stop no pauses one sitting with a good cup of coffee and just uh yeah just let this all just wash over you and enjoy it it's it's yeah, something yeah. you you need to maybe not think about while you're playing it but but you need to it's an experience and really really needs to be taken in one sitting and then you can uh, think about it afterwards it, it is like yeah and that's how they designed it it's it is like you are watching a play yeah, like for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It does make me wonder as well, kind of whether this is the rest of the game the same because this is a location in the game, and only in this interlude can you see that there is a studio wardens, even with exit signs above doors at the back of the mm. room. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it. It. We've talked before about the the way the scenes are designed feels very theatrical, 
with the way they're they're set and they're staged and they're lit. Maybe, maybe it is all a bit Truman showish. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll find out. Mm. But yeah, it seems to suggest that it could be. Yeah. Um, oh, and really, that's it. And, and they do I help mean, the reader, by the way, at the beginning of the of this section that that we are introduced to this being an act. So so yes. So you should know that you're watching some theater Im- immediately. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, mm. each. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. I did and really, that, and that's it. Forty-five I, minutes. I did have um, a look on Google from this because when you're looking around, it's the table that um, oh, Pearl's parents is Rosa, Rosa and Lawrence. They sit yeah, at the table, that's right. and I think there's a there's a brick sandwich on the table. Yeah, yeah there's various ones. Of missing references, and I was like, that's it stands out like a sore thumb. Like clearly, <laughs> that's a reference to something. So I was on there on Google, and I'm like, what's that? And it's yeah. Did anyone else? No. Was no. it something to do with Rain's Law? Yes. The, yeah, to yeah, the prohibition. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah, so you couldn't drink yeah. uh, in New York. You couldn't drink on a Sunday um, unless yeah. you was in a hotel. And even then, it was only if you were served a drink with food. So they found yeah. a loophole that meant that they could serve a brick sandwich and then you could that's you right. could drink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, the, uh, nice. it's like the COVID rules all over again. You have, yes, to, have substan- yeah, you have to have a substantial yeah. meal with your pint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there is a reference. I think Evelyn says to him at one point, doesn't she? Oh, are you going to serve the sandwiches? And that's what made me Google the whole... Because I think there is a... I don't know if there's a reference to Rain's Law or he says... There's, there's a, when the first reference sandwiches, that's when I Googled it and seen it with Yeah, because he's, making, yeah. he's hey. making them up on the bar, isn't he? He's got a loaf of that's bread right. and uh, like a chopping board yeah. and everything where he's, he's making the sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah, and obviously he hasn't got any money, so he's just putting bricks between the <laughs> yeah. sandwiches because yeah. he can't afford <laughs> to provide food. Yeah, no, it's very good. Yeah, so again, you, you, you probably, to get the most out of this, you do need to... You do need to have a Google on standby if if you don't if you don't get all the I certainly didn't know yeah. but it was, but uh, for me yeah. that stuck out like a, a sore thumb yeah. and, and so I knew I'll Google that whereas later on when I was playing Xanadu which will yeah we'll come yeah. on to no doubt yeah yeah but it was good without okay. without getting all the references as well I mean it, it is yes. good yeah, yeah 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 no I, I really enjoyed yeah. that section yeah. Really and yeah. very good what did you make of the finale when you turned round and looked at the audience and there was a skeleton yes reading. Mm. yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, that. I, I, I don't really know, but obviously it's it comes into play later yeah. in the distance, yeah. doesn't it? At the point at which, yeah. when this act finished, did you have? Yeah. Did you had you seen anything prior? I I I, I, I missed anything that sort of even hinted oh, as to what what you were looking at at that point. I don't think so. No, I they're think, very I got quite a shot. Yeah, totally. Like, you can hear it first and foremost, can't yeah, you? That's and it, then yeah, you hear yeah, this, yeah. Of, this sort of, um, it's like, like electricity, like noise, crackling it? behind yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah. then and you turn around and it's sort of like, take this, at that point, you just sort of feels like a slightly supernatural turn or whatever. And it definitely is quite yeah. um, quite eerie when you turn around and see that. I like that yeah. bit. It definitely finished it on a really quite a sinister note because up until that point, it would all just been, you know, a bit kind of like down on your luck, depressing and. Um, but then, obviously, when you see this final part, you think there's, you know, there's, uh, there's sort of hints as to um, where that's coming from. But also, like I say, just gives that slightly sinister element to it as well. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Act three opens with a flashback. Quite an important. Well, it feels important. Mm. At least a. It's nice to get a little bit of uh, what felt like some kind of straightforward character development yeah. Yeah. to kick off yep. the act. Yep. Because it's a scene in what appears to be a kitchen 
between Conway and Lysette of Lysette Antiques, Conway's boss. Quite an interesting scene because we actually find out a reasonable amount here. We know, and I'll just pick out a few of the bits and then I'll open it up to any, anything else anybody wants to say. But yeah, you, you re, we get to know that Conway and Lysette actually have got more of a relationship than one of employee-employer. They've known each other for quite some time. Uh, Conway appears to have, in no pun intended, or maybe pun intended, fallen on some hard times in the past. He's clearly got some issues. He appears to be an alcoholic. Um, Lysette and Conway seem to have had some kind of relationship uh, in the past. Conway took off. On, on became he left and became became a driver. He then went back. Uh, he he met this guy called Ira, who introduced Conway to his wife, who turned out to be Lysette, who Conway knew from from before. There was a child called Charlie, and indirectly it seems uh, Conway he didn't cause Charlie to fall, but because Conway was hungover or drunk, he couldn't go up onto a roof. Again, that we we had seen reference to this roof in a in a prior flashback, but because he couldn't go up on the roof, the 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 son Charlie did instead, and Charlie fell and died. And there is a yeah, perhaps going into this theme of a debt. You know, mm-hmm. is there an element of Conway owing a debt here to Lysette? Yeah. Because although Lysette doesn't appear to outwardly blame him. And Conway doesn't ex- appear to accept any direct responsibility. You get the impression that there is a long-held feeling of guilt there on Conway's part. There's a really great line as well here where he says, uh, I think they're just chatting about the incident. And I think one of them says it wasn't anyone's fault. And there's a line Lysette says to Conway, it wasn't anyone's fault. That's what people say when it's a shame. I thought really, really kind of chimed with me that line. I read it over and over again. Yeah. There's also hints as well that Lysette is poorly, maybe. I got yeah. some kind of early onset Alzheimer's vibes, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I thought the exact same, um, yep. Yeah. Having just so this, finished a game that yeah. had some very similar themes in it as well, It was that. that's why I think it particularly stood out. Yeah. It's mm. similar to Firewatch in that respect. Yeah, and she 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 says as well. We did. I think there was a dialogue choices at the end of Act Two where, when we're talking to uh, Shannon, one of the dialogue options we could have said why are we delivering this, and I think one of the dialogue options, and I didn't choose. I think you guys did. It said because it's it's the last delivery for Lysette's antiques. Mm. Yes. Where you can say actually, Lysette does actually say that here. She says it's the last act of Lysette's antiques. She used the word act. The last act of life sets antiques, she says, yeah. when she gives Conway the job. Yeah, so this little uh, intro sets all the three themes in stone immediately, which is what I like because that that just seeps through the entire yeah. act. We got the death, we got the depth, and we got the uh, the endings here, stuff ending. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what's ending yeah. is, of course, uh, life set antiques because this is the last last uh, death rattle i think yeah there's actually a dialogue option as well where you can uh, you can choose what you think it is yes. if it's just the last uh, action or the last death rattle. i think i said the last act i think that was my dialogue yeah. choice there mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's very nice it's a really nice scene it's really nicely set kind of like a morning light coming in they're just sitting yeah. drinking mm-hmm. coffee just chatting two old friends you get the feeling just chatting away but there's a lot of 
there's a lot of history between them and a lot of feeling and a lot of pent up stuff. Mm, yeah. You know, in this kind of five minute scene, it really comes out. Yeah. Going from the entertainment, one of my again, one of my favourite scenes in the whole game actually was this. Yeah. yeah. No, it just had a really and, sort of melancholic feel to it. That 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 room yeah. you could just it just really felt you you, sort of, you pictured them in this slightly creaky old creaky old dusty house and like a dripping. I think it's a in clock tick in a way. Yeah. In the background, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. It, it, it felt um, real. It felt real, didn't it? You know, all the way did. through the game up to now, it's felt almost like a dream world, or you know, really. Yeah, yeah I think that's why this, I like this, this so this much. This actually yeah. felt real. But the funny thing yeah, is, no, this I was a dream. This was yeah. a dream. He, yeah. He's dreaming yeah. about his past because he's yeah. uh, out cold because he just uh, that's right. Got his yeah. leg fixed, yeah. of course. But, and then, yeah, of course, yeah. at the end of the act, he wakes up, doesn't he? And yeah. he's got this electric leg, which is again another reference to this guilt. Um, yeah. Yeah, does with, he have with the the electric who, leg? We'll, we'll get into that later on. What what's going on with that leg? But uh, yeah, but one other thing is he is clearly somebody who who has been a drunk, has had some problems with alcohol. Was that a theme in any way in the first two acts? Because I haven't picked up on that. I think yeah. there was a reference so that's, to it. I don't know if it was a theme, but I think there was. Was there? Was there a okay. reference to it? So I, my I my Conway definitely. I mean, I, I hadn't picked up that this was the last delivery. It was just a delivery, and he thought it was important. And I hadn't picked up that he should, in any way, be like an alcoholic or have problems like that. Mm. I hadn't. So this came up on Discord as yeah. well, and someone asked the exact same mm. question. Now, my without without having any specific examples to back it up, my feeling is that this has been referenced. Okay. In the earlier acts, I can't think where. No, I mean, but I can't think of any specific examples of of when. It, in fact, I did go back and look at my notes for Act One, and I do have a note to say is Conway an alcoholic. So there must have been some reference, but I don't think. It, no, I mean here it's it's out front and center, isn't it? It's obvious right at the start. Yeah, uh, and actually there is. It feels like, and this is what I, I forget who it was on Discord. Was it Essel? Uh, it was Scott Lamond, I think, who was who was talking about it on Discord. He was saying that actually it, it feels more pronounced perhaps than it should be, given it's not really been a major thing mm. so far. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But I, I really like this little intro, which was a dream, which also for some reason feels to me like uh, I, I couldn't have been lied to this time because nobody was in control of this narrative. This was somebody's dream that yeah. you're looking at. And, and, and that laid out these three themes for me that just uh, went all the way through the, the episode. So this was a, the perfect starter. Yeah. 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 He does wake up and he wakes up and it really, this is a direct continuation from uh, act two. Yeah. Remember this was a year later so you would have got some people who wouldn't have played, and we had the advantage of playing Act 2 only a few days earlier. Some people wouldn't have played Act 2 for a year by the time they're playing this. So it is a direct continuation. He's been given this dodgy anesthesia, and he, he wakes up uh, He wakes up in Dr. Truman's uh, cottage, just where we, we left him. Uh, he, he's, he's out of it, and I played into that, Conway. You can play into this whole idea that Conway's come round and he, he's he's still pretty much out of yeah. it. I definitely I definitely played up to that. He's talking about loose shingles on the roof, yeah. which is completely yeah. out of context, very much in context of what we just witnessed in his dream, yeah. out of context for those in the room with him. But really what what's happened here is Truman has fixed his leg. He's fixed his leg, but, and there's a big but, he has to pay, of course. And what we know is, is 
Capcom where he doesn't have any money, but he says he had to pay. And we find out that actually the Consolidator Power Company owns the Doctor's business. He's got a debt. He's got a debt to the Consolidated Power Co. And you pay for medical treatment through your electricity bill, which I think is brilliant. (laughs) And that's how Conway, that's how Conway ought to pay. Mm. And of course, as Jim has just said, he's left with a, almost like a skeletal electric Skeletal leg, yeah. So that's the part yeah. of him that's indebted to yeah. that electrical company. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that comes back into play later when we get to the distillery, of mm. course, which we will come back to. There's some funny things here. He says that the doctor warns him to watch out for side effects. Apparently 15% of, of patients report lateness, <laughs> which I think is just brilliant as a as a side effect. Uh, but he's, yeah, this is this is him now indebted. To, to the powers that be in this world. Um, the Doctor also warns him to stay away from mountain lions. <laughs> yeah. Which is always good advice. Good advice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Good advice in any context, really, mm. isn't it? Um, so, yeah, back, back after the quite straightforward bit of character development yeah. in the what 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 appears does appear to be a dream, we're back into the surreal world t- of Kentucky. He t- t- tells him how to here. clean his leg as well. It's <laughs> about, does he? Well, yeah, he says to use um, moisten it with water or isopropyl alcohol. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> act three, scene one. Then the first official scene of the act is we're out back outside the museum of dwellings. Presumably, we've we've come out of there because we went in to find Doctor Truman. We're back out. The party's at a bit of a loose end here because they're they're puzzling really over what to do next. Um, what is obvious, and Shannon says, you know, what's the plan? We need to get to the zero and deliver the documents to the Bureau, because now we have these documents which will hopefully reveal where Dogwood Drive is. That was the point of, of, of what that was what we needed to find in the Bureau. We can now take them back to the Bureau and have them analyse them for us. So we need to find the zero. Shannon says, well, the entrance at the farmhouse is gone. Um, so why don't we go back to the petrol station and see what we can, what we can dig up there? Um, couple of little uh a little easter eggs i think here emily ben and bob who we think are the bed quilt ramblers they're they're toying about whether to go into the museum uh, it's after hours i think you get you get a bit of dialogue there and i've i've have read somewhere that there is a little girl is it flora yeah down you at can the bottom watch of the her yeah. paper airplane go yeah, i didn't see that boat. paper yeah boat. so yeah. i that was the first thing i did was just I've done that most often. Every time I start a new scene, I tend to just run to the extremes of whatever uh, until you run out of screen estate, effectively, and just yeah. to see who's around and just check that I ideally, which uh, I thought I'd done, this came back, and despite doing that, I, I think I missed a pretty substantial uh, chunk later on, which references this girl with the paper boat. But yeah, she's done it. Oh, interesting. She's done at the bottom of the map. And uh, is uh, yeah is making a paper boat that she sets sail, but also when you, it's quite clever. You run around, and sort of in the top half of the the map, you're effectively um, controlling Conway, and as you get towards the bottom, the, uh, Ezra runs in, the two of them swap over, and you're controlling oh, really? Ezra. And then when so you, I didn't see that. At yeah, all. it's a really nice effect. And then when you run back up with Ezra, Conway appears off screen and starts running alongside him, and then eventually Ezra drops off, and you're controlling Conway again. It's clever. Yeah, ah, funny. So we're off to the garage, back to the petrol station, Equus Oils. We don't make it that far. 
because we're back on the map. Julian's flying above, which is nice. Quite a nice touch yeah. now. Yeah. Julian's flying around above. But we don't make it that far because our truck breaks down. So we are... Act 3, Scene 2 is just a tree. And we are... We, we've broken down. Our truck's broken down. Uh, this tree, if you're interested in such things, just a quick reference here. This tree is a direct... Uh, a direct reference to a, a play by Samuel Beckett. I think it's called Waiting for Godot. There is a, there is a scene in, in that, uh, play which has, uh, two people having a conversation by a fallen tree. And apparently it's just a direct, a complete, almost a, a direct allusion to, to that. If anybody's interested in such things. Um, this, uh, this is my great, uh, website Kentucky Fried Zero, where some very clever person did a complete reference of all the illusions in Acts only Acts one to three. So I'm afraid you're not going to get any more tidbits now. No, on no wonder it five. took them so long to make. They were just trying to find obscure Everything. things to reference, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's amazing. It is amazing that all these things and yeah, there's some other nuggets in there which I'll drop in later. Anyway, we are we need to. Uh, they're, they're debating about what to do next. Um, and I think Shannon's going to call a tow company. Uh, and she does. And we can direct. It's one of those one-sided telephone conversations that she has where with, these are always fun, where we can direct her response, but we don't necessarily know what's going on on the other side. Um, there's a bit of dialogue here. I don't know whether you guys have got anything that you want to say about this. Just but a really the, odd the, phone the, call, the, wasn't it? It was really <laughs> odd. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's yeah. the next part. That's the good stuff here. Yes, of course. So let's get on to that. Because whilst they're waiting for the repair truck, we, we, we're back on the road, but we're not controlling anybody who we've seen before. Mm. We are in a motorbike with a passenger riding pillion, and it's Johnny and Junebug. This bit is brilliant. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely love yeah. this bit. The character perspective, I think the camera changes and it starts, does it start off behind the motorbike and you can see the roads zooming yeah. past and this conversation goes on, it moves around. Yeah. I think that's what happens, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, they're on the way to the lower depths, these guys. These are obviously the singers from the entertainment and they're on their way. They're late. Uh, Junebug is not really bothered about the fact that they're late. Johnny's very anxious about it. Yeah. She's pretty chill. I love that they stopped to uh, record some raindrops and that's why they're running late. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that, that got yeah. me thinking of disco again. I mean, the young girl outside yes. of the, the tent with the ravers who was just uh, recording yes. different ambient sounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, it's actually in bits like that where you can see that disco was influenced mm. by mm. Kentucky Route Zero. It's, it is little moments like that. A very different game, of course, but you can you can see oh, yeah, this is this is they, so much these, better. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you'll get mad. You'll upset people saying that. You mustn't upset people <laughs> again. Um, they zoom past the location where Conway and Shannon and, and Ezra and Co are, uh, which is quite funny. And and because you're not really sure what's going on, you kind of you you kind of getting to know it's Junebug and Johnny. But they zoom past. And then they have a conversation about whether they should go back and help. And they ultimately do. Mm. Uh, they do go back. We, then we go back to the fallen tree. Uh, the, the dialogue is continuing. Uh, but Johnny and Junebug uh, subsequently arrive. 
Ezra thinks they're aliens. And you can play out some really funny dialogue here. I mean, it's all mm. very off the wall. Did you guys, is there anything interesting or funny that you guys kind of did in this scene? Nothing that stands out. I just, I just really, really enjoyed the, 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 the conversations with the characters. And yeah, yeah I'll do, just fix the truck and said we'd go to the, go to the gig with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just so, so yeah. happy to see them because there was uh, th- this this little prequel was being tied into the story, and we were actually going to the concert now. That was yeah, so great. Yeah. They've only got one song for the gig, mm. so they convinced them to come and come to their gig because they've only got one song prepared, so it won't be very long. They say, <laughs> and they also say that Harry the barman is a notorious withholder. They call him. <laughs> yeah, everyone is pilfering from poor old Harry, and he's the one who gets called <laughs> <a> notorious. <laughs> Withholder. Um, so back on the road then, and we are we we are told to head to the lower depths, and they tell us where it is, but we probably know from exploration and previous acts. Um, and we've now got Junebug in tow on her motorcycle, which is depicted as a separate uh, vehicle on the on the map. Um, but did you guys go back to the petrol station before you went to the bar? Yeah, yeah, I did. I wasn't going to miss out on any more of this stuff after Act One when I didn't go back. Yes. Yeah, because there was, yes, two, did, there was yes. two more. There was two more scenes at Equus Isles, wasn't there? Yeah. Yes. What I in did. this one? Yes. Yeah. There's like two more. Yeah. yeah two separate scenes you could get. You could, you could trigger in this act through Equus Isles. Yeah. 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 So I so I went to Equus Isles. Tried to go to the workshop, but the locks had been yeah. changed on me. The arcade was closed. Went to the mine and found Carrington. He asked me about the sound for his play, suggested he use the amp from the mine. And then I remembered that when we used it, it collapsed. And then, then you go. <laughs> so poor old, poor old Carrington. I've probably just like, yeah, caused him to end up under a mine collapse or something. I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. What's going to happen there? Um, and then, yeah, he's, he causes play the death of a hired man. Whether that's a re- another reference to like this mind collapsing, I don't know, but yeah. And then I went on to Act Three, Scene Four. So I did okay. quite a little, quite a bit between between meeting um, mm. Johnny and and Junebug, and then getting down to the lower depths. I didn't see that. That's quite interesting. The death of a hired man, because Hon- Conway's effectively a hired man, isn't he? To yeah. But... Did you guys play the games on the computer in the yes, petrol yes, station? Yes. Yeah. Did you notice the references? Well, it, one of them, the psychotherapist, is Eliza, yes, isn't indeed. it? Or a, a version of it. The very first chatbot uh, ever created, actually. Exactly, yeah. And there's all kinds of references to Eliza in this. I think one of the critics of in the entertainment is Eliza Doolittle as well, mm. which is a, a mashup of another of another compu- famous computer scientist. And then but, the uh, sports game, did you... Yeah, the sports medicine professional thing. Yeah, yeah. did you find any way of... Either did you get anything significant out of that, or change your score, nope. or I did it a couple of times and didn't really. Yeah, you know. I went through. I went through it quite a few separate times with all the different options and in different orders, or doing all the same or none of the same, and it seemed to come out pretty similar each time. You obviously got some different yeah. dialogue, but you always. I think that it only seemed to be when you were given the choice when you graduated and you could you were given three choices as to what you would go and do. You always I yeah. always seem to come up with the three same choices no matter what what I did. Yeah. We also get some directions to a couple of uh, places on the zero here as well. The Rust Archives, 
were from which Joseph has requested some some documents that are being stored, yep. and also the account resolution center of the Consolidator Power Co. Which, because Joseph's account is now, the status is simply dire. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so they, they, they say to Joseph must go to one of the account resolution centres and they give some direction. Some more Do you guys go there later on? Yeah. Yes. Oh, nice. You'll need to tell me about it because I missed the opportunity, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. We'll come to that later. I actually didn't miss no. much. Okay. But we will we will come to that later. Did you, A couple of other things. Did you go to the drive-in movie? Yes. Went to the drive-in oh, movie. No. That was yeah, cool. That was a nice movie. setting. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Junebug talks a lot in this section. Yes. And I think Conway just wants to watch the film. Yeah. <laughs> and Junebug's asking him, she's really kind of asking him about his delivery, why he's doing it, what it is, what are you delivering, who to, why are you doing it. So there's a lot of uh, Junebug put his in, in interrogating poor Conway. It's all... I don't think it really kind of tells us a lot. There's nothing revelatory in there, but it's 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 kind of fleshes out Junebug as a character a little bit, I think. And then poor little Ezra's clearly watching a film that's completely unsuitable for him to be watching yes, as well. Yes, it's really violent. <laughs> yeah. He's asking all the questions about what's happening and yeah. trying to find ways to explain it to him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's quite funny. Uh, did you guys get to see the bus stop on the road? Yes, yeah. No, did, you, really well. did you give them all lifts back to their houses? I play. I felt like I was playing Crazy Taxi or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's three, uh, three different people, isn't it, that you can take yep. back to their houses yep. from this bus stop. Whether it's the middle of the night here, or it's very late, and it's the early hours of the morning, and these three people are just waiting at this bus stop, having just got off work, I think. And uh, each of them has it, their own little story, which you get these little text descriptions of what they do and their own little stories. And each of them have a little, uh, yeah, their own little self-contained story, Andy, isn't it? And it's pretty sweet. Yeah, and you got yeah, you got the option to give them all a lift home and drop them off back at gotcha. their houses. And yeah, it was just it was something. I, I thought you might actually get something more out of it than what you ultimately did, but uh, it, yeah. yeah, it was just quite a nice little aside to do. Yeah, Patty, Linda, and uh, Keith. Yes. Um, so anyway, what we're really gunning for here is the tavern, uh, and, and we do get to the tavern, and they uh, on the way in, Junebug says we are not saints, but we've kept our appointment. How many people can say as much? Which is a line, famous line from a Samuel Becker play. Again, lots of references to Samuel Becker here and Samuel Beckett's plays throughout this whole whole act. Uh, Harry tells them that he can't pay. Of course, we knew that because he can't pay for anything, uh, but. Junebug is going to sing anyway. Now, they describe a song that they, they... They describe the song as a song that they heard years ago. Now, we know from the conversation between Conway and Lysette that Lysette was a singer. That's how Conway got to know her. And the song is called Too Late to Love You. And I don't know whether... You can direct the lyrics of the song. It's mm. uh, you, To my mind, this is a song that Lysette sang about the fact Conway had left her and when he came back she sang a song saying it's too late now to love you am I just being an old romantic or did you guys did you guys get that out of it as well not really uh, <laughs> just being an old fool <laughs> I thought it was obvious that that's what the song was about I, I don't know sure like, yeah maybe I, yeah, I, I didn't or, see it I just yeah blindly could, sort of chose these lyrics for the song hmm. Because do, do we do we know if she was with 
um, Ira by this point or not? Because I yeah, thought I yeah, thought I maybe I thought it meant more that she was married and it was too late to, to love, love Conway. Yeah, yeah, that's what I that's that you know that's what I thought was that she was this was her kind of ode to Conway saying you know you 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 left and it, I mean the whole scene is visually amazing. When when you get this image of Junebug, this kind of stylized image on on the stage, and the seat, the roof comes off the yeah. tavern, and ah, oh, it's um, um, but an incredible audio visual experience. I thought this bit was absolutely incredible. I was I was, I was a little bit surprised. I I well, I didn't think she was going to start singing at all, to be honest, um, because it did take a wee while to when, once you'd made your dialogue choices. Um, you weren't actually sure whether she was going to sing an entire song or not. So I, I was quite pleased that it, obviously, that in kind of keeping with the first two acts, like for me, the highlight of each act has been the, it kind of builds up to uh, a song and all the set, you know, mm. the, sort of the, the, the setting around that. So uh, I was pleased to see that we got that again in this one. Although I have to say, I don't think that this song, although the meaning was probably, well, maybe not actually, but this song didn't have as big an impact on me as what the, uh, act um, one and two songs did the bluegrass yeah. the bluegrass yeah. Ones, the bluegrass that, yeah. that's that's what I mean with a disappointment not the disappointment in the song as such but so far we've had these like absolute amazing <laughs> tunes from like yeah yeah from these the, the bed quilt ramblers and then and then and I, and I, I thought it was all built into like this awesome sort of bed quilt ramblers tune and then and then this drops where you're choosing the lyrics and I was like hmm Oh man, I love this. Yeah, I this. loved it Matt, as well. What did you think? That was brilliant. Very, very, yeah. uh, really set the mood for this uh, kind of sad love song that 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 just fit perfectly for the, the the audience of this bar who were all sad as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's where you go to when you've hit rock yeah. bottom, isn't it? That's all. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody want to have a go at singing it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Let's. I'm going to drop it into the edit right now.
And now people can make up their own minds as to whether they thought the song was representative of of uh, Lysette's love of Conway. But I just thought it was really cool. That, I mean, how it kind of transcends this horrible, dingy bar where there's nobody there. They've all gone. Yeah. Everyone's left. So the only people listening to this is 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 Harry the barman and and our clan. Yep. Really, that's it. I, th- I thought, yeah, it really did land with me. This I thought it worked on so many different levels. Yeah, but the yeah the visual design is absolutely superb. Mm, yeah. yeah, Harry can't pay, so what he does is he gives he gives Junebug an IOU, which the whiskey company gave him. So the whiskey company haven't paid him for the debts either, which is brilliant. So they've written him an IOU for the debts that Harry has sold to the Hard Times Distillery Company is how I got yeah, this. Yeah, it's all and then, that, yeah. That's right. That's right. And now he's transferred that onto Junebug. And he says to Junebug, you can go and cash it in at the uh, at the distillery company, which you can find on the Zero. And he tells us, therefore, how to get to the Zero. Yep. Yeah, he mentions that you've got a letter, doesn't he? What's he say? Um, so he knows, he knows about the Zero and Dogwood Drive. And he um, he mentions getting a letter about dog okay, about he, Dogwood I, Drive. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I haven't got a note on that. And then he then he gives you he gives you the directions to Dogwood Drive. Was that a dialogue option? Was there the option to choose something else at that point? Oh, I don't know. I haven't got that written down. Uh, um, I've I'm just got think the, so. I remember there was get, one point because uh, I I know. Uh, it, Conway says that he got a letter and then um, Harry says, oh, I know, I got the same letter a while ago. And then, then he gives you the directions oh, okay. to, to, right. to Dogwood Drive. I do remember something about that now. And I didn't know if yeah. there was more in that. Then maybe, maybe I've yeah. Had, yeah. But we, can, we do get to the zero. Now, you mentioned, Jim, that you went back to the petrol station again. Was this the point? Because I think this is the last point we get to drive on Interstate 65, isn't so it? So I, I did all my uh, frolicking before going to the tavern. Okay. After the tavern. So you were, uh, yes, I, 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 went, I, I went back zero. and it did trigger another scene. Um, did it? Yeah. So it added, I think it was up to scene... Six or something by this point, six or seven. Yeah, you would have. This would have been. I think it would have been scene five. Okay, right. So, so I think my yeah, tavern so scene was scene four. Yeah, right, that's so right. Like, I'm uh, but unless I missed something, you could. There was there was nothing you could do. Um, although it triggered a scene at Chris no. Oils, I couldn't find anything to interact with. No. Well, I think whenever you are, whenever it depicts like a graphical scene, that is a scene. Yeah, because I think Mads in Act One was about up to about scene thirty-three, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truck. Yeah, that's so, it. Yeah. yeah, when when you leave, you tune. I tune, you have to tune in the radio. Yeah, tune your radio, and then that's right. um, I, I found a tune that reminds Conway of some horses, and he yeah, reminisces about Lizette uh, having horses as well. Yeah, horses are going to be super important when it comes to the when it comes to the final reckoning at the end of Act Five. That it's going to be something really significant about horses because horses are everywhere mm. in this mm. game, absolutely everywhere. Anyway, yeah, we find the horses and we get back to the zero, which is, but we don't go directly to the zero. Oh no, 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 because we get probably what is one of the most important parts of the act. We end up in the hall of the Mountain King. Yes. Now, for anyone who is a fan of old school text adventures or 
Colossal Cave Adventure in particular, this immediately will jump out as being one of the key locations in the early part of Colossal Cave Adventure. It's a very famous description, one of the really lyrical, long descriptions that was in the original uh, Will Crowder version of Colossal Cave Adventure. Which must, must and, in uh, itself be a Pyrgint uh, reference as well. Yes, I suspect so. Yeah, I suspect so. Um, there's loads of stuff here. There's loads of uh, there's loads of uh, various things that we can look at. We're walking up a boardwalk up to the centre of this hall of the Mountain King, uh, and, and as we get up there, there is um, there are various people around, and there's a huge uh, fire. Um, that we we realize uh, we get to realize is a pile of discarded electronics, which is which is burning in the center. There are a few people here, Mads. I thought you might have you might have uh, picked up a few references. Yeah. Um, there's an obvious one, Roberta. Yep. Roberta Williams. Uh, which is Roberta Williams. Now, my little uh, Kentucky Fried Zero did give me uh, who who this person thinks are the other ones, Amy. Any any idea on Amy? No, who was Amy? Which which? Amy Briggs was an author for Infocom. Mm, okay. Her game Plundered Hearts is probably the only interactive romance novel in the history of classic adventure mm. games. Um, the last of Don's assistants is named Andrew after Andrew Plotkin, one of the leading innovators in modern interactive fiction. Plotkin has not only won many awards for games like A Change in the Weather and Spider and Web, but has made numerous contributions on the technical side. There we yep. go. So they're not just random people. I knew, I kind of thought when Roberta was there, I kind of thought that they must be important people, but I didn't know who we they were. We had Donald there as well, of course. Now, who's Donald? You So you and I probably have different theories. And who do you think Donald is? So, so Donald is a, an important uh, computer scientist, I guess, because he's, he's working with this, uh, this high-tech stuff. He's working, uh, creating a, a system called Sanadu, which is actually a reference to uh, Ted Nelson's... Uh, I mean, this is... T- Ted Nelson worked back in the 50s, I'd like yeah. to say, a long time ago. He worked on... A, well, in the 60s. It was funded... The project was funded in 1960 on the very, very first hypertext system. So yeah. what uh, led these days to a very simplified system called the internet, the web, is uh, was uh, was envisioned back in the day in, in the '60s by a guy called Ted Nelson, and he had this uh, this vision of a an, an interactive desk where stuff would be looked up, it would be stored on microfilm, microfish, I think it was called, and and could be instantly recalled by just uh, typing in key well key values and, yeah. and stuff, and you could link stuff together and uh, and and really actually a lot of the stuff that he wrote about is is quite a bit more complicated and, and sophisticated than the web is today because the web is, in fact, quite a simple hypertext system. So so yeah. I, I, I would think that Donald would have to be Donald Nutt because uh, he's one of the, well, very big computer scientists who's written yeah. uh, a lot of books. For example, he wrote the books called The Art of Computer Programming, Parts one, two, and three, I think, where he writes about pretty much everything you need to know about getting a computer to to work and and getting it to do what you need it to do, and he's a very referenced author in that uh, regard. He also wrote, yeah, I mean, probably the most famous typesetting engine in the world, who's called Tech. So most of the books, uh, 
and still to this day the most uh, scientific publications you see is uh, typeset by something called LaTeX, uh, which is uh, derived from his tech system. So that that was my guess, but you had another guess, right? Well, I think Don. I mean, obviously, we know Donald because we know him as being Joseph's yes. friend from those messages that we read it in Act One, and obviously, we there's a connection there with Lula as well. Um, but I, 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 my immediate reaction was Don Woods, mm. just because of the the endless references to Colossal Cave, and Don Woods is is the guy who, of course, embellished. Uh, Will Crowder's earlier work on Colossal Cave and added some of those fantasy, you know, D and D elements into into Colossal Cave adventure. Yeah, it make, makes total so, yeah, sense my, because this is all about text adventures. So you're probably right, mate. Yeah, mm. yeah, but I mean, you could be right as well. In fact, it may well be a bit of a kind of combination of both of them. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, the the Xanadu itself is something which has cropped up in games for absolutely since games have been a thing. But that comes that that the concept of Xanadu as a as an idyllic place comes from a poem by Samuel Coleridge, yeah. uh, the poem Kubla Khan, A Vision and a Dream. Xanadu is a is a summer palace of, of a Khan in that in that poem. Uh, for anyone who's interested in useless information, <laughs> there you have some. There you have some. And nothing um, to do with Olivia Newton John. <laughs> no. <laughs> nothing to do with Olivia Newton John no. at all. No. So what is this thing about Olivia Newton-John then? Because I've seen this reference in other things, but I, I've it's lost on me a little bit. Oh, she uh, she was in a um, a musical, mm. Xanadu. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. The famous Xanadu song. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's highbrow culture here. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's more along the lines that my brain works, Jim. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, the, this concept of having a uh, Tower of uh, old electronics is actually from an art an art installation piece which Jake Elliott and uh, Tamas Kamenchi were involved in in two thousand and nine as well. So this idea that you know this old column of uh, defunct electronics can be used as to uh, burn stuff was 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 there as well and reused in this game. Anyway, back to the game itself. There's lots to get through, as I said, um, and I keep going off track. So, damn it. Um, he's been working. Donald is quite mad. So Donald is there. Donald of the of Joseph Lula and Donald fame is here. He appears to have been here for a long time. Um, he's surrounded by assistants. We don't know at this point how, how he's got there, but we, we find out later. Uh, he, he, he appears quite mad. He's been working on his, his dream project, Xanadu, um, but he says there's mold growing on the computer and the mold has ruined the game. Um, and he says, do you have any idea what it's like to spend your life building something and then sit powerless as your work declines into ruin? Uh, they've all been working on this and, and they've all in some ways kind of enhanced it and, and hindered it as well. He invites us to go and try it ourselves. And Xanadu is there on a what appears to be some kind of terminal computer at the top of the boardwalk. So we get into Xanadu, which is not really functioning at this point because it, it's it's a weird remix at this point of Colossal Cave Adventure uh, with some descriptions from that game, which if you have never played it or aren't too familiar with those descriptions, you, you wouldn't have realised, but there are plenty of actual descriptions taken directly from that yeah. game, mixed in with interactions from Lula, Donald... And Joseph, 
but it's 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 malfunctioning. It's all over the place. It's buggy, and it's you know you can't really do anything with it. We exit Xanadu. Anything anybody wants to say about Xanadu at this stage? We obviously come back to Xanadu in a minute. Ah, it's more interesting okay. once it's fixed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we get back to the cave. We go, and they suggest why don't we go and talk to Donald about so- it. We do talk to Donald. We do actually know one thing about Sanadu before we go in there, because one of the students that we talked about, the postdocs or whatever they are, uh, talks about how he was hired only to make descriptions of the caves. So he's he's been yes. traveling around the real caves in the, that you can That's read from right. the Hall of the Mountain King. And that is what you see in Sanadu, because yeah. he typed all That's of that right. stuff in there. Yeah, that right. Yeah. Donald is absolutely off his rocker at this point. At this point, I wasn't sure whether we were still within Xanadu or out because he's talking about Lula being gone and he doesn't know how to unwind that damn tangled highway, he says. Yeah, I was getting quite confused. But then he says, uh, you have to go and see if the strangers can fix the, fix the cane because when they came singing their songs, it was beautiful, he says. Straight. It sounds like the miners from the cave to yeah. me. That's what yeah. I've got yeah. written yeah. down. Yeah, he talks yeah. about the outsiders, doesn't he? And I and, right. and I wrote down, oh, is this the is he re- referencing the miners? So he tells us that we have to go. We have to go and find the strangers, and we have to see if they can fix the game. And he says you have to go where the rock turns to crystal and then to mud. Yeah. And then he says, now leave me while I still have mold in my pipe and a few dreams <laughs> left. He says, very poetic. So then we go, so we do, we follow his directions and we get Act 3, Scene 8, which is where the strangers come from, which is, yeah, all very poetic and very well, well expressed. It kind of was losing me a little bit at this point, I think. I felt a little bit meandery, like I was back in that kind of uncanny valley a little bit of Acts 1 and 2, where does Anna do stuff I really like because I've got some of the references, but... At this point, I'm thinking, right, this is, yeah, I'm not really sure where this is heading. I kind of felt felt it wandering a little bit. Yeah, I don't know about you, Jim, because obviously this part particularly, there was very little of this that landed with me from the point of view that I just don't have that power knowledge. And so by this point, I was definitely struggling just to find a, a thread to, to desperately hold on to. Yeah, yeah, the, the stuff with Xanadu just completely, completely lost me. I'd never, I'm really played any sort of text adventure I think the only text adventure I've played is maybe I don't know the Shrewsbury Key and uh, there's a Masters of the Universe one that I've played through um, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> my, I'd, I'd my text ad- yeah my text adventure knowledge is uh, is is, uh, is a little bit lacking unfortunately but so yeah there's stuff with uh, the Xander I think Mads you put up a, a little uh, link in the in this in our Slack chat just to, to sort of go and have a look at and and then that sort of that helps, but I didn't see that until after I'd played. So while I was playing it, I just found the whole thing very frustrating because, again, I knew there was these references and I was missing them. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a good word for it. I think that's the, that's the word I use for the whole episode is uh, frustrating. Mm-hmm. What did you think, Mads, at this point? Were you were you into yeah, it? Totally, still, I was loving it. I mean, this mm. was uh, from, mm. from start to end. I, I don't, I can't really find a weak spot in Act Three at all. Or the interlude. Mm. Uh, I I loved it from start to finish. But it it was chock full of references that, I mean, it's like reading Ready Player One, really, isn't it? I mean, uh, a little bit, yeah. If you read that, if you get 
70, 80, 90% of references. It's a great read. Yeah. If you don't, it's a mediocre book, really. So may- maybe that's the, the same case here. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's definitely playing it a comes, part, definitely. It comes back to that old adage, doesn't it, that your mileage may and will absolutely, most definitely yeah. vary when yeah. playing this yeah, game, I think. Yeah. I think this is a case in point that if, yeah, as Mads has said, you know, if, if, if you feel, it feels like a little bit of a... Um, not an in joke, but like you know, if you're in the club, you know, if you get this yeah, stuff yeah, and you're one that. of us, yeah. you know, yeah. then you know this is great, and you know it's funny and it's clever and it's witty. And if you're not, then sorry. Yeah, but yeah. that's great. I mean, like from I look at it from the point of view that I'm very glad that the game exists for that very reason, in the sense that um, you know, it's just a love letter in some in some respects. You know, it's a love letter to his. To, to classic adventure games in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, and I, I don't, I, I have no idea because I see I've got absolutely no prior relationship with it. So I, I have no idea as to how niche or otherwise a lot of these references are. Um, you know, I mm. don't know whether I'm kind of the, one of the exceptions in the sense that I don't have much prior experience or whether, um, you know, the same as Jim, we've talked about this prior, you know, beforehand is that we are very, very sort of, uh, I was always, just grew up on consoles so all of this yeah. stuff completely passed me by but i i think it's I, i'm very very pleased that a game has been made that references so much more um, I, I guess i i would sort of classify it as you know as more kind of highbrow literature art plays everything it's great um because there's not probably that many other games that do no yeah i think you may be right i think you i think this, this is like in the scheme of the game, it is a short. It, like I say I found it frustrating, but it is a short section, and yeah. the stuff that went before that, I absolutely loved. Yeah. The stuff in the bar, I absolutely loved. The stuff on the motorbike with uh, with Johnny, uh, yeah, absolutely yeah. loved it. And then the stuff that comes after, I, I enjoyed yeah. as well. So, okay, yeah. Well, let's get to some of that stuff then. Uh, Act three, scene eight, where the strangers come from. We're in the grounds of an old church. We come out of. The, the cave, again, it's all very uh, kind of hollow earth stuff. You know, we, we crawl through a hole in the cave and we come out in uh, outside, inside. You know, let's go there again. Not. Um, we're, in the, we're in the outskirts, the, the grounds of an old church. Uh, <laughs> Ezra's freaked a little bit. He doesn't want to go in. And, and we're kind of in control of Ezra at this point. He thought he'd seen a lizard, is what he says. <laughs> he thought he'd seen a lizard. He doesn't want to go in. Uh it, it, there's definitely, obviously, something going on with Ezra and what we later know is in the church. Conway and Shannon go in and we kind of leave them to it. We control Ezra in the grounds of the church. Yeah. The only thing you really you can do, you get a load of prompts on the screen, a lot of icons of, of various gravestones. Now, at this point, I knew nothing about what was going on here because there's really strange descriptions on the gravestones like a, you know, a, an aftertaste of peat or... You know, an odd, t- and you're thinking, what, what is this? Why are these descriptions like this on these gravestones? It's very strange. It all, it all. Well, it, it makes more sense later. Um, Shannon and Conway come out. They seem very flustered, and they want to get away from there. Shannon says they got what they need. Um, any, any observations for a move on? No. No. Okay. Act three, scene nine, back in the hall, back in the hall of the Mountain King. Uh, Shannon's a bit cross with, we're back in front of Donald. Um, Shannon says, we know it's a fix your damn machine. 
We're not sure it was worth it. Again, hinting that something pretty significant went on in the church. At this point, we don't know whether we're ever going to find out. Uh, yeah, she's 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 crossed with Donald of having to go in there. You get a choice here of of you get a choice of telling Donald what the cause of the issue is with the game, uh, and it's quite cool because you get a bit of a payoff later in the distillery. My reason was, and it just they seem pretty abstract and arbitrary. I said that you need to scrape the mold off the timing crystal. Yeah, yeah that's what I said yeah, as well. I went with that. Yeah, is it? What did you? Have you got a note of what you said, Andy? Um, no, I, I'm, I'm stuck. It, it was it was one of the other. Do you remember what the other options were? There was. No, uh, I didn't make a note. No, I didn't make. Um, I don't remember, but it wasn't that one because I remember looking at that and okay. I forget what the other ones were. But there was another one that sort of seemed like a fairly, to me, seemed a fairly logical one. Um, yeah, none of these things. I mean, none of them. It's just they're just three random options. As, yes, and none of them really make any sense. There was, there was yeah. one that stood out to me as being the most logical of them, which okay is what I went for. But I forget what it was. I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, we whatever we do, we we then go back to the to the terminal, the mainframe terminal, and then we do the solution. So in in my game, we 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 scrape the mold off the ta- the mold off the timing crystal. We boot up the computer again, and hey presto, Xanadu is operational. We get to play it, yeah, to some extent, which is cool. It, it's a bit of a parody, I found, of a classic text adventure. The parser is not great, but it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. It knows it's not great, it's not meant to be great, and the game responds in ways which a classic text adventure wouldn't. So I think I said at one point, go up or something, and it said you need to rephrase it, or it, it's a bit of a uh, self-referential parser. Of course... We, we're in a maze, of course we are, because classic text adventures are infamous for mazes, both good and and poorly designed mazes. So there's a lot of stuff in there which if you are a fan of classic classic adventure games, then there is stuff in there which will make you smile. Yeah. Uh, I spent my whole time in Xanadu pretty much smiling. It's even got an arbitrary sudden death. Really? But it's a way to get... Did, they, did you fall into the hole? No, I don't think so. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I fell into the hole. So it'd be interesting yeah, I, to hear what everyone that was unavoidable. Could, yeah, quickly do that. Do you think? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so go on then, Jim. How did you did you die at the hole? Okay, so I started off in a building. I got a lantern, and then ended up in a forest. So this this so is this is, this is, is the start, the start of, of the game. You, yeah, yes. this is the start of Colossal um, Cave Adventure. Yeah, get um, lamp. I found. Did you type get lamp? Uh, it's no, one of the I famous. Think, in every I didn't type it. It was just a, an option. Lamp. Selected it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, um, yeah, you don't type it. Yeah. Uh, found Lula. She was soldering a radio. Yeah. yeah. Found a grey kitten. Then found a huge hole and f- tried to go down it and fell to my death. <laughs> yeah. So I tried to lean in and, and still died. Yeah. That was the option I chose. Yeah, lean I think in I and probably look. died there as well. I, I just. Uh, I don't really remember. I mean, this was actually probably for me the weakest part because I wanted to be in control and I wanted this to actually yeah. be a a text yeah. adventure. But I, I saw through it immediately and thought that this is this is just a completely scripted uh, experience they want yeah. me to have. So I even got a bit uh, cross with it. So I just I, I forget which direction I chose, but I chose one direction and I did. I walked in that direction every single time. 
and I got to the end. I, yeah. I just kept going east. Yeah, just yeah, east, yeah. East, you east, can't get lost. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I think there was one of our listeners on Discord, wasn't it? I think it was absolutely gutted that it that yeah, wasn't that was actually. They, 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 <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they, they got their graph paper all looked out and were ready to start mapping it out. Oh, and, yeah. uh, what a shame. And did you get realize... sim- Did you have a similar experience to what I did then in terms of what you come across? Yeah, yeah. Got yes, the, I think, the, I think oh, it's all scripted. Oh, yeah. I think about just where you go and oh, what you do. Yeah, I think it... Okay. All, uh, yeah. Yeah, all all leads to the same. Yeah, I was slightly disappointed okay. that they didn't actually build us just just a tiny little half an hour text adventure yeah. experience here. That would have been great. So so I, I I pretty I'm pretty sure I stuck to one direction. Just went through the uh, well the scripted actions. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, th- I I can see what they're trying to do here. I mean, they they I think they're kind of showing us. I still, I st- it, it all still worked for me, even well, though it was scripted, the narrative you, was still fine. In control. It's just, it's just the gameplay yeah. of the text adventure that was catalogued, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, even the things like the sudden death. I mean, it allows you to continue, mm. which text adventures never do. The classic adventures so, never. Yes, start again. So when you get your score, yeah, at the end, and then it that does it offer you to go through it again? No, it says continue. It says, would you like to continue? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm. So your score is zero of eight one nine two, which I'm reliably informed. Mads is the computer scientist here, but I'm reliably informed that all the computers in Kentucky Route Zero are thirteen bit. <laughs> you told you told me that, mate. But uh, eight thousand one hundred and ninety two is two to the power of thirteen. So yeah, so that would be thirteen bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah. Well, that apparently I'm reliably informed by my Mister Kentucky Fried You can't actually represent that really because you'd you'd only be representing eight thousand one hundred and ninety-one. Sorry, I'm saying it wrong. So because you need to represent zero as well. So okay, <laughs> this is how you worked out. I was twenty-eight, really, wasn't it? As well, <laughs> all this stuff. <laughs> but this is yeah, and this I, this I, is yeah, episode I, eighteen. Yeah, mm. I'm just. I wish I really. It's kind of. I really wish I got all of this, but I don't. But it is a reference to computer science stuff. Apparently, there's lots of references to eight thousand one hundred ninety-two in the game, which uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I've seen one. Uh, anyway, it's not really important. What is important narratively is as we go through this game, and, and it, it lasts a reasonable amount of time, possibly a little bit too much. Too long, perhaps it may be outstays its welcome. At least it did, perhaps for me. But where we get to in Xanadu is we play right up almost to the point where Conway entered the Hall of the Mountain King for the first time. So we get to the point where where Lula has left Donald. Mm. We see the we almost see a reproduction of the scene that we heard in the limited demonstrations interlude where Lula has gone off, Joseph's left, Donald has left there, and he sets up his station in the hall, what becomes Hall of the Mountain King. And we hear now why they Uh, leave as well. Uh, I don't think we heard that before, because they they met the people from the distillery. They call them something else right now. They just call them strangers, or... That's right. They, 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 yeah, they are spooked. They think that they are some kind of monsters, don't they? Yeah. yeah, and they're chased, or they they think that they're the strangers. They call them the strangers. They? Yeah, yeah, the strangers are there scraping black mold from exactly. crystals. Is what, and they press a plastic button, uh, which is what what I, uh, which is obviously what they do in the distillery as well to to speak, yeah. don't they? Um, yeah, so we end up running away. Any anyway, it kind of plays out that Donald. This is how Donald got this Donald's story of how he got to where he is. 
Um, we then we then end up with a really strange management sim where we play Donald recruiting his assistants yes. to help him. Yep. <laughs> what was going on with there this? There was no win state, was no. there? You needed to give up at the end, right? Or was I the only one? Or you need you need to try to give yeah, up. I think exactly. when you try to give up, Lula shows up, doesn't she? And it, it ends. But Did I you? How many? How many rounds did you went through? Did you go through? Do you know? Seven or eight? Yeah, at least. Yeah. At least. I think. Yeah, I went well into double figures because yeah, it's. Uh, and there was there was was it four categories that you could get and I think I forget was it four or five categories it's and you got a percentage score for each right yeah yeah three or four I forget what they were I, I got the middle two up to a hundred percent yeah um, me too. but then yeah and but then it looked as though that I think the bottom one was coming up very very slowly and I thought uh, what I was doing seemed to be working but I also realised that the bottom number was coming up so slowly that I I I guess. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. I, there's maybe like a trophy in there, something or something for completing that sim. But I, I think you would have to do dozens and dozens and dozens of rounds to get that number up. So I was slightly tempted to try it, and I thought this is just. <laughs> I, I, I'm probably going. I probably got the completely wrong idea about how this, uh, what the mechanics here are. So I think I had like six or seven employees at some point, so I could uh, like just put yeah, two had, on each. I think there was only like three skills that so. you could uh, research. So I yeah. at least have yeah. two or three on each. But still, I'd find that that between rounds, even though I put this, the same uh, allotment of people on there, that it would start to be kind of random the the percentages I got out. That's when I finally yeah. realized I was yeah. just supposed to give up. And it got to the point <laughs> as well where you were getting for each, for each of the three categories, you were just getting a one line answer yeah, as to yeah. what each person did, and you thought, okay, I think this is about as far as you can take yeah, that's this. True. That's true. What 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 is this trying? What is it trying to tell us? Did anyone get anything from this other than <laughs> not <clear>. Nah, not really. <laughs> the futility of I don't know. I have no idea. I, I just I, was being stubborn and thought I'll just keep going and see what happens. Yeah. Well, as a, as a season theme hospital player, of course, I do quite like a management mm. sim. But uh, <laughs> there was a lack of radiators. Mm. I think that's the lack of radiators spoiled it for me. I think. Yeah. You can't have radiators in a cave, Jim. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a fire, wasn't there, at the start where they're burning base right. computers? So yeah, everyone was too cold. That's yeah. people moaning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you can play this in definite play. Playing in inverted commas. Uh, indefinitely, apparently. And it's only when you... I think you do have to get the percentages up so far that when you try and quit, Lula appears. And that that is the end of Xanadu. Mm. Uh, back in the cave, scene 11, back in the Hall of the Mountain King, Lula's now there. So we are literally... We, li- we are literally playing up to the point where Xanadu morphs into what is happening in you know in the real world so to speak what's happened actually in the cave lula arrives in xanadu we come out of xanadu she's now in the cave it's kind of this weird morphing of the game with you know real life so to speak uh so lula's there she says uh conway smells like a distillery again over reference to uh both the distillery and uh, alcoholism Lula says to Donald, go and crunch the numbers and then we can work out where the street name collision is. Is is um, that also a reference to his leg? 
Because obviously the strangers uh, work at possibly. the distillery and then his leg causes him to smell of... The, possibly, yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah, possibly. We don't know about the distillery, of At course. this point, no, no. Yeah, at yeah, this but, point, but yeah, that possibly, We haven't seen yeah. him drink at all, so I was, I was thinking it was no. the leg. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a double meaning, mm. isn't it, I think. Um, so Donald does crunch numbers because he's good at that stuff and then he'll send the data off to the Bureau so we go Lula says meet me there and then we'll we'll find out where Dogwood Drive is we're getting somewhere gonna find finally find out where Dogwood Drive is so we head head back uh, we, we head down the, the boardwalk uh, to our truck uh, some nice bit of bluegrass here for you for, for I, I always enjoy yeah. the old bed quilt ramblers yeah. when yes. they pipe up it's always always a welcome addition to it to an act Uh no, no, it's yeah, just as good here as it was in previous acts. Uh, back on the zero, Mads' favourite part. <laughs> yeah, so I actually enjoyed it this time because now I finally understood, but only because you guys good. taught me how to understand it. So, mm. good. Yeah, I I enjoyed it again. Uh, although it's a bit of a shame. I've found the the power company office, which is mm. nothing. It just yeah. there's a sign saying we are regrettably indisposed. Mm. Um, and then the Rust archives, which have some samples that Joseph had deposited or he'd requested. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really. Nothing special there, no. Yeah. I mean, no, nothing, no. Um, okay, so Act 3, Scene 12, then, back at the Bureau. Um, oh, I, I've got a note here that I, I got to the Bureau and then realised that I hadn't been to the places I need to go to under zero so my 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 scenes were ratcheting up <laughs> maybe a little bit quicker than yours here because I got there went there a couple of times every time you go in there, you could probably end up with scene 50 here if you keep going in and out just to I might try just to see how far <laughs> I can rack up how high I can rack up the scenes um, we're at the Bureau we're now controlling Shannon who has Junebug in tow all of a sudden Conway is not great here you know, he seems to be struggling a little bit. I don't know whether, yeah, I think there's another reference here to possibly him feeling inebriated. He doesn't drive, so Shannon is driving here because I think Lula has said that Conway shouldn't drive in the previous scene. So he, he has been yeah. drinking because he had a drink in the scene that we're getting to, which is told from the past, of course. Yes, that's true. Okay, well, let's get there then. Um, we go to the uh, reception. Lula's there. She tells us that the colleagues have matched uh, Donald's output with an address, which matches a mail stop on the Echo River. Yeah. First time we've heard of the Echo River. Um, I was thinking, oh, my God, when is this act ever going to end if I'm now going to have to go and negotiate a river? She says the ferryman's due soon. He comes nightly to collect mail and garbage. Love that. In fact, he collects mail and garbage, this guy pitching <laughs> up. Give us your mail, give us your garbage. And she says you can ride with him and we have to wait for him. Junebug asks what happens at the church and Shannon says to Conway, it's up to you, to whether we tell her. Conway says, you can tell them. So we then get a flashback at the... Uh, we go back. I had seen 14. You probably, guys probably would have had seen 13 or 14. Yeah, where the strangers come from. Yeah, seen 13 for me, yeah. Back at the church, where the strangers come from. But we're seeing the same scene, but we're now controlling Shannon and Conway. Um, Shannon, they sit in the church. This is this. I thought this was quite cool. So 
remember in Aquan, Shannon had told uh, Conway that she'd also seen Weaver that evening. She actually reveals that she'd actually seen Weaver on TV. She hadn't seen Weaver yeah. for years. And then Weaver all of a sudden turned up on a public access channel and talked to Shannon through the TV. Again, this game just gets weirder and weirder. She talked to Shannon through the TV and told Shannon to go to the cave. Shannon was saying that image of Weaver has been burned into my mind ever since. All of a sudden, the pew goes down and we are we soon realise that we are in in the distillery. Mm. So there is a stranger in inverted commas there. And we get to control the stranger, do we, straight away? Yeah. I think so. We do, don't we? Um yeah. who goes and speaks to Shannon and Conway, all very polite. The stranger that you know, I mean probably where to describe it and what the stranger looks like. It's almost this ethereal how would you describe it, man? It's like almost like a degorst. You have to degorst. We have like a degorst button, don't we? Yeah, you can degorst him. It's like a skeleton, but just uh, a skeleton displayed on a CRT display, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, it looks kind of like, it's it's like, like, the... like, a, like a nervous system mapped out, doesn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice way to describe yeah. it, actually. Yeah. So he's going he's gonna to show us around this guy. We don't really know what we're doing here at this point, but he says, "Come on, I'll I'll show you. I'll take you to see the dispatcher." He says. So th- doesn't he? So we guess- alert you that he thinks you're there for the job. I think he says that. Yes. So you're here for the job. Does he? Then, I don't have a note on that. Do we? Doing the tour. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Conway doesn't really know why they don't really know why they're there at the moment. Mm. They've just gone into this church looking for this, looking for the strangers, so they can ask him how to fix the game. So this guy just assumes that that. One of them is there for the job, or Conway is there yeah. for the job. Um, we start having a look around this strange environment, really. This this really large, open, kind of warehouse, factory kind of space with um, nobody there unless you get close enough and you press a button and these people appear. Yeah. yeah, and then they give you a little bit of uh, text, don't they, about that's right. the debt that they had. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they, they're all only skeletons now. I mean, we, yeah. we know yeah. that the. Yeah. I, I love this section. We know that Conway yeah. has some debt in his in his leg, of course. So his leg is the skeletal leg, but these guys, they they are they are well very yeah, deep. They're fully yeah, gone. They're fully gone. Well, very deep yeah. into their debt. So so they're just fully yeah. skeletons. Yeah. Go on, Andy. You were saying you missed this. Yeah, I completely missed it. So each time you're pressing that degauss button, it sort of effectively kind of refreshes them, doesn't it? And allows That's right. You to, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I only know this because I afterwards I had to look up some things from this episode because I thought there's a lot that I've missed here, and I realised it. So I was just following. I, I was just sort of running around the factory, um, or the distillery rather, uh, and didn't realise. So all these guys who they were kind of. They were fairly visible when you first went in, but then I think they yes. start to they start mm. to fade, and you've got to obviously refresh it, and you can see them again. So I, I didn't speak to anybody in there, so I have no oh, idea what any of these conversations okay. were. Yeah, <laughs> which is possibly again why maybe some parts of this passed me by quite a lot. I, I missed a lot of this Amazing. as well because I, I didn't yeah. deagles for the longest time, so so I missed a lot yeah. of it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I did go back. You, uh, yeah, once I realised you could do it, I did go back okay. and kind of run round and see who I could. Yeah. 
Because um, Pearl's mum and dad are there That's as well, right. aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah. Oh, yeah. what a shame. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's, that's such a shame that you, that you could miss, that you could miss yeah, that. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. Yeah, it does, uh, it does add something to it. But the, the distillery is interesting. So what's going on in this distillery then? Well, they're, they're just all working to pay off their debts, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So they all owe a debt of some sort to the strangers. But, and they're all working various bits in this distillery. Yeah. Uh, but they're all making this hard times whiskey. So some are barreling it and, and they're all doing these roles to pay off their debts. Yeah. But it... It seems like people are repaying debts in two ways, though, because he does say that everyone who works here is chipping away at what they owe the distillery. They're not yeah. getting paid, no. but they are they are chipping away, so they're doing the jobs that is paying off the debts. But what about the people who... So the whiskey, it seems, are is made... The distilling the souls... I, this is how what I got from it. They seem to be distilling the souls of people who are buried above. To all these references to the graves above about their taste and everything... It's talking about the taste of the whiskey, and they're coming because yeah. you see the coffins, don't you? That are there, yes. and, and they're being yeah. fermented. The bodies, presumably, they're also people who owe debts to the distillery and couldn't pay them off. I presume so. I pres- yeah, and, yeah. It's pretty disturbing stuff. This mm. it is. It is, and some of them as well. There was um, there was Earl. I don't know if you spoke to Earl. There was this beekeeper. And and he he basically just borrowed some casks to store That's right. um, hives, but the interest accrued quicker yeah. than the honey would, as as it would do. You can only yeah. you know can only make so much honey at a time. But the interest, and so it almost felt like these strangers were just like taking advantage of these people. Yeah, yeah. there's all kinds of references to compound interest, and mm. payday yeah. loans, yeah. and all kinds of these horrible, dangerous yeah. things here. Yeah, and this is also the first location that got referenced back when we looked at the three cases for planning approval as well, isn't it? I didn't do that, so I did the other option, didn't I? Yeah, so one of them was there was a distillery yes. and a graveyard. Was it? Yes, it was. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A shared use. Ah, yeah, yeah. of course. And, and the basket there was the basketball court, wasn't it? The graveyard, and I can't remember what the last one. There was, was the yeah. hospital and the, the hospital auto that shop. Was it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if we'll see them in later episodes or not, but yeah, this is the first one, the, yeah, the first case you've yeah. seen. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. so we we also learn because we get to inspect the the lorry. We also learn that Conway the, the the vacancy has arisen because the previous driver Miguel had an accident and expired. Yep. Uh, now, obviously, that accident we've seen right at the very start of Act One when uh, Joseph tells us there'd been an accident out on I sixty five. And that was the accident that Miguel had had. And Miguel was very highly thought of. So there is this vacancy. We have a little test with the dispatcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can inspect the, the Conway's invited to inspect the lorry. And as we do, we see these little little clips, little descriptions, little flashbacks to various aspects of his life. Again, all, uh, you know, this kind of stuff was, you know, I was really into this stuff. Anything which kind of fleshes out Conway as a character, any yeah. kind of more traditional storytelling parts, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hooked right in it because I'm trying to grasp on, I think, to anything which feels like this is familiar storytelling stuff. Yes. And I know and that it feels this is, like it's fleshing yeah. something out. Yeah. And yeah. I understand yeah. this now because I understand yeah. 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 it. I want to totally. know Conway's backstory yeah. so I can understand. So I, yeah. I kind of just holding on to it. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the caskets, didn't you? And that is that like referencing people sort of drinking themselves to death with these caskets? Because they, they would, I think they mentioned that they were using water from like yeah. the very deepest, darkest part of the lake. Yeah, um, that's right. It's, and, yeah. and and so people want have hit hit total bottom, bottom. and then yeah. they're scraping up mm. this water because they've hit rock bottom. Yeah. yeah, but they're using the mold as well, right? That's what they're harvesting in the caves. They say that as well. Yeah. Yes, I think they do. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And that—that that is when they say that. So right at the end, he tells us, doesn't he? That he tells us, but what we told Donald was the problem with the game. Our guide, the stranger guide, tells us that 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 you see the scene where he tells them the issue. <coughs> excuse me, with the with the computer. So that again, it's a bit of a payoff there as to yeah. what you told Donald. Yeah. Conway accepts yeah. the job. He does. Nope. He accepts the nope. job. You, you don't have much. To, oh, so I, I didn't no. accept the job. But oh, but, what happened? Yeah. Well, then, then he says, "Oh, you don't want the job. Well, let's see. The tour cost this and that, and you got the drink as well. Oh, so now right. you're indebted to me. <laughs> so you need to come here tomorrow and start working your working off your debt. Which, which I thought was that's so I got much well better. Ads, yeah. So much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. So you still end up having to you, do the drink. You still end yeah. up having to. You do the drink, and and then you you say yeah. no to the job, but you still end up having to go work the next the next day because uh, now you're in debt to him because now you're that, that tour is really expensive, and and the drink it's was brilliant. some some yeah. of the good stuff as well. So that was expensive as well, yeah. and you can't pay that. So so now you you you're forced into the job. There's there's all kinds of meaning here and commentary about how people get into debt mm. and how once you're in debt, you know, you are, there is a spiral there, which I'm sure, you know, we all, you know, may have experienced personally, or we certainly know people who have experienced this stuff and how it can all spiral. I mean, there's so much there, which I'm sure people who are playing this will, will unpick and you know, maybe get more out of than others. Again, you know, mileage will definitely vary with this stuff depending on personal experience but it's pretty explicit here what the all, all of this stuff is very direct direct uh storytelling on this stuff you know they are they are certainly trying to tell a particular story with a commentary on 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 how all this stuff can can go wrong for everyday people and how there are companies out there exploiting that stuff mm. um and that's what happens in the church we and that pretty much is the end of the act. We mm. do have a short scene back at the bureau, don't we, where they're waiting for. And we think we hear we hear the, the horns of the ferry, don't we? Hear the sound of the ferry yeah. approaching. Yeah, just, just because you mentioned it, Chris, um, when you were in the distillery, and after you'd got which I, I just made me chuckle, it just really tickled me on a very sort of uh, superficial level. I, each time you got in the golf buggy and drove around to like to the yeah, when you love controlling that golf buggy. Oh, it's brilliant. Yes. But then, so when you got out and where you were having a look over. DeLorean, you're getting all the background yeah. information about Miguel. Did you walk further to the right? I I like to think that I explored everywhere. Why? What did you find? So, did, did you find a harbour? Was there a harbour or no? Yeah. So, I know again when I just had to do a wee bit of pre- reading just sort of to try and flesh out some of the bits I'd missed. So, I, I assume it must have been at that point. If you, I think you're able to walk further to the right, and there's a harbour there, and I, I think there might be. The um, the boat that passes at the end of the act, I think, might be there at the same time. But it was just when you mentioned the little girl Flora, when you set the paper boat off onto the puddle. Apparently, that comes that comes sailing past you while you're 
Oh, you're there as well. So I don't really know what that reference is to, but I just wondered if you guys had found that because... Um, I haven't got anything written down. So, no. so I'm, I'm looking at the that. true achievements walkthrough here, and because that got- is... There's, there's an achievement for that if you see the the, the boat in the distillery. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it must be once you get out of the buggy, you can... Because to me, there was nothing that seemed to direct you to go that way at all. It looked as though... You, but when you, were, when you got out of the buggy and you were just wandering around that area and so finding says, out about Mabigail, there was nothing... It says that, once... To, yeah, it says once the docks get out of the vehicle and wait by the water until a familiar paper vo- boat floats by. Yeah. yeah. Even if I'd have seen that, I wouldn't have had a clue. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have had a clue where what that paper boat was because yeah. Well, I didn't right even find it. I didn't even find the docks, let alone anything else. No. So, yeah. <laughs> and so there we have it, guys. I, just I, before, just I before freedom. you jump on the ferry, did yeah. it's Doolittle, isn't it? Yeah, Doolittle is the guide. Yeah. You he gives you a day to settle your affairs. Did you get that? Uh, I haven't got a note on that. Well, so you have a deadline, do you? It basically says, um, you've got to come and work for me. Shannon says, I'm not working for you. Conway agreed to work for him. And Doolittle says, you've got no choice anyway. The debt's too big. And then he says, you've got a day to sell your affairs. And then I ended up um, getting the ferry. You are right, yeah. I got the ferry and there's a big woolly mammoth on the ferry for some reason of course there is yeah yeah you are right actually because because basically Conway goes back and says to them doesn't he you know I've got I've got to report for work there tomorrow so I've basically got what's left of tonight to 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 go make this delivery at Dogwood Drive yeah yeah. which yeah which is yeah which explains so so really Act 4 and 5 have got to be over the course of what's left of the night before Conway starts work and presumably disappears forever into the distillery. I'm guessing that's where it, the game finishes. So, were we still on board, so to speak? I am. I am after. I am the way where it finishes. I really enjoyed uh, that. That I enjoyed the start and I enjoyed the end of of that act. Uh, yeah. That that scene, yeah. Uh, that act, sorry, uh, yeah. Really, really, and that the bit around the distillery. I absolutely loved it. I'm, I'm good for you, Andy, and Mads as well. That you miss these, like these, like conversations. Yeah, yeah, I, I think oh, I missed yeah. about half of them because I didn't. It didn't click with me that they were they were appearing when were I there. used the deagle. Mm. So I, I I did use it and talk to them every once in a while just because I was playing around with the interface. Really, mm. Mm. yeah. Are you still on board, Mads? Are you still enjoying Very it? Very much indeed. I mean, this was my favorite Good. act, hands down. This was brilliant. But yeah, man. Too. There, there was something about the the way I played it as well, because I was on holiday. It was an early morning. The kids, I, I couldn't sleep, so yeah. I got up early. The kids were still sleeping. I had myself some some nice coffee and some breakfast while I was playing this for a few hours and just just uh, looking out at the Swedish forest. It was brilliant. So, so there's something to be said about the... Um, the setting of your playthrough as well, <laughs> and it, and yeah, it does I, call I your uh, your opinion of the of the game itself. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. What about you, Andy? I know you're. I know this probably isn't. Uh, maybe out of all of us, this is your cup of tea, perhaps the least. For, yeah, I think out you, of all the games there? we played so far, this is one I'm struggling the most with. So yeah. yes, I am on board for better or worse. I'm definitely feeling a bit seasick, but I'm on board. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I feel at this point that this game is just leaving me behind a wee bit. Um, mm. This is the act that I think it's really hit home for me that a lot of the, the references, a lot of the dialogue, it's a lot about the act, to be honest, and a lot about the game full stop. Um, just feels that as, you know, I'm trying my best to keep pace with it, and no matter how fast I run, it just feels like it's always pulling ahead of me. So we'll see how the next two acts go. Um, it might well be that there's something that comes around in that that really kind of you know, reels it back in for me. But if not, I, I've got, I've got no qualms with the game. Um, it's absolutely fantastic chatting about it and hearing a lot of this stuff explained to me, if nothing else, and you know, getting it all fleshed out. Um, uh, and it's something, as we said back at the start, it's just something that I would not have played ever otherwise. So it's no, even if we get to the end of these next two acts, and I can. Um, you know, it really sort of just confirms for me that it's not my type of game. Great, I've still gained something from it. But um, I, until and until those final credits roll, as I've done with every other game, I will keep an open mind and see where I feel and how I feel at the end of it. Um, and there's there's lots about that I like, lots about it that I've enjoyed, um, but well, a lot about it that is being lost on me. Yep. So we'll Act four might up. be the one for you. Might be the it may bit well where be. It all totally, comes totally. I, I absolutely. So now I can say, uh, I will just um, as Mads was saying back at the start, which is maybe not a bad way to do it. Is um, I'm just taking everything at face value and yeah. see see, yeah. see where that leaves me at the end of it. So at the very least, he hasn't yeah. asked you to play Theme Hospital, mate. So just just be happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a, I should be grateful. <laughs> Next up for my game, Two Point Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, well, we're not going to reveal anything on that yet. But next but time, that, that was published by uh, Sega, wasn't it? So it's got it to was. be good. Yeah, so it's got to be good. <laughs> Two Point Campus coming up. That'll be a playthrough <laughs> game, I'm sure. Uh, next time on Playthrough, we will be looking at the interlude here and there along the Echo, which is the third interlude, uh, the penultimate interlude, and then the penultimate act, Act Four where, of course, all these plot threads are going to start coming together. By the time we go into Act 5, we'll know exactly what we're doing, and it'll all be ready to conclude nicely and neatly. Won't it? Mm. Probably not. Probably not. But we're going to be talking about it anyway. Uh, Act 4 and its prelude, uh, interlude, coming up next. In the meantime, if you like what you've heard on this and the other playthrough episodes, go and leave us a review on your platform of choice. A nice one. Five stars would be wonderful, but all feedback gratefully received. Please do, if you can. And uh, come and join us on Discord. You'll find a link on our website, playthroughpod.com. I have also had a couple of people message me saying that they couldn't find the link to our Discord, so I will check that, and I will put something out on Twitter as well just to refresh the invite. I've had a couple of people in the last couple of days saying that they couldn't couldn't get access to Discord, which they now, they now have uh, or, or should be about to. So, yeah, do, do come and join us. If you want to go listen to our back episodes, do. We've got quite a, a profile of them now, portfolio of them building up. And if you go onto our website, playthroughpod.com, you will find all of our episodes plus the pilot episodes on the pilot series on Dead Space as well. So there's plenty to dive into. That's it, I think. Mads, any final thoughts? No thoughts at all left, mate. I'm, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, <laughs> same for me. No, no, I'm uh, nothing else. Nothing, nothing further to add. Thank you very much, Jim. No, no thoughts. I'm, I'm, I've got another camp to go, so I'm, I'm racking up. <laughs> I'm the racking th- the up thoughts debt. were killed a while ago. <laughs> so. We probably ought to leave Jim in the distillery mm. then and start <laughs> chipping away at our debts. 
Back Guys, to hit the hard times whiskey. Thank you for joining me this evening. Pleasure as Thanks always. to our listeners for listening. See you for Act 4.